He's still out there, some sort of demented creature, surviving in the wilderness, full grown by now, stalking, stealing what he needs, living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim they've even seen him. Boy, grab my toys, machete on my axe, I'm Crystal Lake employ. Taking out a council at the camp for the noise. When they see me coming, it's too late, destroy. All for mama, bless the dead. Watch her from the shed when she lost her head. I keep it on the mantle right next to my bed. Be can't too much to handle like a candle white red. Bless me out, arrow through the mouth. Don't care what Mike or Fred talk about. Leather and ghost, they check me out. I took Manhattan, then I swam down south. Who's scaring who? I'm the one they dream about. Scared to get in the water, don't know if I'm coming now. Did out of space. Dipped in chrome, killing by the start, but there's no place like home. Always come back, you can burn. Oh, hey, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Halloween Spectacular Cinemasters of the Universe podcast. I am one of your co hosts, the Rental King Ron Avis, and joining me is, of course, my co host to the north, Mr. Adam Peterson. What's up, Mr. Peterson? Yellow. All right. That that is our intro for this. That episode. was that was quite that was quite a rap song. Of that uh, was quite a rap song. Uh, that's not mine. I found that. That's I can't take credit. But being the uh, irresponsible uh, podcast co-host that I am, I do not even have the name of who created it. So if you heard this, you know who you are. And I believe his you... name was Mark. <laughs> Mark, yeah, that Mark guy is awesome. It's it is Friday the thirteenth for real. It is. It is actually the Friday the thirteenth at the time of recording this, and we are in episode four of our annual Halloween spooktacular. We've been out for a couple of weeks, doing things, uh, living out in the life. world, just <laughs> out the world. We're out there, man. No, I feel like I feel like I should explain why. There has been a sudden uh, stoppage of episodes. I don't owe anybody anything, but I will voluntarily. We don't owe you people anything. I except our love and gratitude. Here's here's the cold hard truth. I'm old. I am an old guy, (laughs) and I have I schedule all these things laid on top of one another within like a couple of uh, weeks time. And and then the podcast being squarely in the middle of that, and I just got too tired, and I couldn't. I like oh, I had a I did a festival. There was a music festival that I I did, which was cool. I got to see several bands I've never seen before. Checked them off my list. Got to see Three Eleven. I got to see Weezer. I got to see Tool. I got to see, uh, oh, Green Day. <laughs> nice. Just many, many bands that Seal? I've always was Seal seen. a part of this or? Um, uh, Seal might have been earlier in the day on another oh, stage. Man, M- multiple stages. Yeah, <laughs> there were there were several wolves getting worked up on the north. I had heard. I had heard things. Yeah, <laughs> I had heard some things about that. Yeah, those those wolves, they uh they got a hold of seal, I heard. Wasn't pretty. Oh, Limp Biscuit was there. Nice. Speaking of not pretty. The funny thing about Limp Biscuit though, and Fred Durst, you know, he's Fred Durst. And he he looks different, like we all do. I mean, he was 
huge in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, and he had a look. And now he looks kind of like Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> I don't even know the best way to describe his. Well, now. Uh, he he did it all for the Nookie, uh, and he so did. now he's just. I mean, like, I the would Nookie have just sucked his essence dry. I I would have I would have genuinely enjoyed going. Just I would have brought my copy of the Fanatic with John Travolta uh-huh. that uh, yeah. he di- that he directed, just to see if like, hey, could would you sign my copy of the Fanatic, Fred Durst, because you directed. This wonderful, wonderful movie that everyone should watch because it's so good. I can't tell if you're being serious it's, or no, not. No, it's not good at all. It's really oh, just genuinely so bad. But I would still oh, want him to sign terrible. it. Well, I mean, you're not going to not get Fred Durst no, to sign your copy. Uh, exactly. It was like, if right. I had a samurai sword and I'm there with Randy <laughs> Jackson, you're not going to not have him sign it. I would have done the same thing. It's a pretty recognizable signature. No, but... So they have these huge video screens everywhere. And, you know, if, and there's like hundreds of, like hundreds of thousands of people at this thing. This is stuffed. It's absolutely stuffed full of people. And it was a beautiful week. The weather was perfect. So everybody was out. And uh, so if you, if you didn't want to get close to the stage, I mean, at a certain time in my life, I would go to a concert and I would just keep pushing until I couldn't push any further. I would just, I'm a larger guy and I can tend to push my way to where I want to go. And I would usually do that. I would get as close to the stage as possible. Nowadays, I'm like, where's a comfy spot I can sit and watch this rock concert? Yeah, I. Because <laughs> I'm friggin' over it, dude. I'm like I can watch so, it on TV, right? Because yeah, it's you the just same watch as, it. And- it I'm a, it's the same as being there, except I'm at home. That's and how I snacks. feel about games anymore, like baseball, basketball, oh, yeah. football. The coverage is so good; it's so excellent. There's just no reason to go and push your way through crowds. No, and you know, and then that the horrible traffic jam on the ride home and and everything. Uh, but everybody was excellent. I loved everybody. Even Limp Biscuit sounded really good but when they came out and they were recording uh everybody like they were every other band he's he pops up with this gigantic blue afro wig i guess to hide the fact that he looks like whitey from uh what was it the uh the jim carrey movie where he had the 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 sons from uh, uh like me the, myself God, and irene yeah, there you go. There you go. So anyway, you remember Whitey? He looks yes. like Whitey from the friggin' diner. That is an unfortunate look, too. And he he basically said that if they didn't turn off the cameras, they were going to quit. And like so many people caught wind of this through the show and were just ragging on Fred Durst. Live and all over social media. And I just think, come on, dude. We all know what you look like. We know who you are. Just own it, dude. Just freaking own it. Like everyone else is getting older as well. It's it not like, like everyone looks. I mean, no. I mean, like, Dave Grohl, like Foo Fighters, is there. Yeah, he looks basically the same. Granted, but Rivers Cuomo from uh, Weezer looks like Garth Algar. From Wayne's yeah, World. it's like he looks nothing like I remember. But that's okay. We all look different thirty years later. Come this on, is an, Billy Billy Joe though from Green Day looks exactly the fucking same. He this is a changed. concert for aged people. 
Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, okay. And then it's like, and, and the, the more people can get on board with that, the better. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're just out here having, having a good time. That's what we're doing. Everyone's here for this a good exactly time. exactly what I did. I had a great time. You know, I, I took it easy. I found a nice grassy area and laid my little blanket down and just kind of like chilled and, you know, just talked to, talked to Laura. We just had fun conversations. We, we, we did some grocery shopping, did a little shopping on Amazon. You'd stand up for a couple songs and, you know, you did that Thursday night, Friday night, took Saturday off. It's like, again, old. And then again, Sunday. And I just couldn't. At any time during that week, we could have just recorded, and I just couldn't do it. I was just so freaking exhausted. I, I just, and then I the like following weekend. Go ahead. I know. I just, I, I, I'm really enjoying this visual that I have of you just like casually sitting amongst all of these people, <laughs> just spread out, enjoy, enjoying the music, just letting it soak. There's a state, there's this whole atmosphere. You're like, you're like, yeah, yeah. this song rocks. It's like, all right, we need grapes and uh, are we out of paper towels? Do we need paper towels? I'm going to add like, paper towels. We towel. need vinegar for the floors. <laughs> To mop. It's like I just I I love because that is like that's such like okay, you're you're multitasking. Yes, but you're we're like rocking, okay. but we're also we can't we can't take our hands off the wheel yeah. either. You know, we still got to adult for the kids we have. Because like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like this is how you end up. Like I know we're not the same age as yeah. uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. I know they are aged more than us. So I'm not yes. necessarily like super pushing for them to do a Wayne's World three in full like regular garb because I feel like that would be yeah. a little awkward. Oh, oh, I would love that so much. But I would really enjoy like if it was like, hey, we have an aged Wayne Campbell and an aged yes. Garth Algar, and like they're like in this this you know sunset phase of life. We're like, hey, we're older. We still like to rock. We're like, hey, we're going to the show. But like the humor is like is all based on the fact that like we're old now. We still love rock, yeah. But we're super old now, so we don't rock the way we did when we were in our twenties and thirties. Or at least that the rock is just another thing in our day, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like first we do the laundry, then yeah. we set out the kids' uh, uniforms for school the next day. Uh, then we go to a Tool concert. Then we swing by uh, Walmart 24 hours. We swing yeah. by, we go in there, we pick up some uh, fabric softener and stool loosener and... <laughs> yeah, like you, you're stool like, Stool loosener yeah. and fabric softener. <laughs> we're we're going to rock out to this song. It's like, hey, I got you something for the concession stand. It's like, oh, I'd love to... No, wait, I brought you a Pepsid. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Let's rock. But it was cool though because yeah. you did have the there was the stage and there was the mosh pit for the for those who can and still want to. More power. And then to you, you had this like giant area of like you're still standing and rocking, but it's just not as intense. Yes. And then you had the grassy knoll of people like me who were just so fine with just I mean, at one point, Tool was on, and I was just laying on my back, looking up to the moon, and just having an awesome time. <laughs> See, that's that's great. I love that. That's yes. fantastic. I enjoy myself. 
But anyway, so the point was that that wiped me out. And then the next weekend, we were preparing for the yards, like the neighborhood yard sale, which is a big That's deal. That's a thing. You, you, it's because it's like one part's cleaning out the house and get ridding of, you know, getting rid of things, rotating kids' clothes. You know, it's you, you have like the one day to get it all out and try to make a few bucks. So two days were spent preparing. Then it was two days selling, basically, for the better part of two, like a Friday um, night. That a Friday takes... night and then a Saturday. It takes it out of you. Oh, man. my goodness, it does. It was nonstop. Like no. Constantly. Yeah. And then you got to, like, put it all back into the basement and drag it back down. So, again, spent. Love the idea of doing the podcast. Can't wait to do it. But, again, it does take time and effort. And sometimes you're just like, I don't feel like getting on the phone and pressing a button and being entertaining I, for two and a half hours. I can't do it. I think it was serendipitous because now here we are. Had we recorded this previously, we yes. would have already done our Friday the 13th episode and we yep. would not be doing it on Friday the 13th. So I think exactly. that it was I think that it was meant to be a little, little just break. as I had planned all along. Yeah. We just press pause. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, you know, long story short, there was a gap. Uh, I, I think we'll be back in our normal routine. We got plenty of fun movies to go. Yeah. And this is your pick, Friday the 13th. Yes. Uh, for the final the chapter. The final chapter before yep. the other seven chapters. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it in the timeline, right? Like, like So the first one came out in 1980, right? Yes. And was uh, a hit. Big deal. People loved it. Then, yep. And then the sequel comes, and oh. then another sequel. Yep. And they're basically like bringing them out once a year, like police academy movies. Yeah. And they're like, hey, these were all good. And a trilogy is the norm, but we're going to squeeze one final one out of here. Let's do one more. And they brought, yeah, let's get one more. And, it, and I feel like the talent involved, the people involved, it did, they, I think they really were like thinking, this is the, we're going to do it right. We're going to have one final movie. But people love these movies, by God. And they just kept on making them. And, I mean, I guess the last one we had, it's, what, has it been over 10 years since we've had an, a new Friday the 13th movie? Uh, I, th- I think it was, I think was the, 2009 the remake. The last I think the remake was 2009, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And isn't that because of some sort of uh, dispute over the ownership of the franchise? Like, does Paramount not own it anymore? Or... I, I is it think just a guy yeah. that is standing and like I feel like there's been some legal issues. Uh, yeah, I think with, so. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think it's and because that's that's what ends up holding it up in a lot of instances. Like, yeah. Um, I actually I just one of the things I read the other day that I think will be I think could be interesting is uh, I believe A twenty four just acquired mm-hmm. the rights to Michael Myers. That's all uh, that. Yeah. So it, it's. Like, it's one of those things, like, it's just, it's funny to me. It's like, you just can't get your house in order. It's like, come on, you can crank these, like, uh, these are easy money makers to me. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't don't got to put down a lot of money and you you get a decent return. Like, okay. I mean, I've not looked at the numbers. Just keep um, the budget modest. Uh, Yeah. Saw X, I'm sure, is doing fine. There's plenty there's plenty of influencers out there and and re- former wrestlers or pop stars 
or or former Disney Channel stars who are at the age where they're just itching to get into something like a Friday the 13th. Yeah. To hopefully catapult them. I mean, I, most of the time it doesn't do. I mean, not there for every Kevin Bacon there's like 20 no names. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, it's not always the case. I mean, even I was looking at some of the cast for 4 and you know, you had a couple of people from Back to the Future in this movie. Yes. You got Crispin Glover in this movie and you have uh the girl who plays the nurse who I loved in the uh early on with Jason is um oh yeah in the in the morgue I guess and you know she she's just so funny I love her all of her like little comedic bits they kind of reminded me of like Carol Burnett or something I don't know it was very like 70s television oh yeah beats of comedy and uh, she she was in Back to the Future as well. She played uh, Babs, one of the teen like one of the girls who was friends with uh, Marty McFly's mom. See, so it's like I was happy to see this. So there's like two, and I, I was greedy. I was like, "Is there a third? Give me a third. Come on, give, give me, me a one third. more, one more person. Like the principal, he's got to be in this thing, right? That guy seems like he would have been in anything, especially a horror movie, dude. Yeah, can't you just see that principal from Back to the Future being like? The principal in one of those Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh, absolutely! It's perfect, perfect. Or like the guy who owns like a cabin. I don't know something. Just that somewhere dude in the I periphery. I thought was Telly Savalas in my youth. I just swore he was Telly Savalas. Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? Okay, all right. So, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter, released April thirteenth, nineteen eighty four. Rotten Tomatoes score of 63%. Pretty decent. That's a pretty, uh, yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know that these Rotten Tomatoes scores do have retro uh, reviews accounting for it, but I, I think a lot of this, you know, when you're talking about an older movie, they're, they're padding it with like m- contemporary online critics, probably yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know if that's 63% is raised. Like, I, I, I doubt that. A movie, a Friday the Thirteenth movie in the eighties was hardly praised from anyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, I digress. Ninety-one minutes, pretty pretty good length. Nice and tight. To be any, yeah, keep keep try to keep it under ninety if you can, but ninety-one's fine. Just two and a two and a half million dollar film budget, uh, grossed thirty-nine million dollars, so See? very profitable, very profitable. Uh, made eleven million in its opening debut weekend. So yeah. right away it was like profitable. Boom, uh, money in the ra- bank. Number one rated or ranked movie of the week it came out. Uh, it beat Police Academy, the original Police Academy, which uh, was a you know big movie. Romancing the Stone. It made more money than Romancing the Stone. Wow. And it made more money than Moscow on the Hudson, which is a Robin Williams. Robin movie. Williams, yeah. I was like, well, Robin those are Williams movie. Three way if better you ever movies. Tried to watch that. It's just not a fun Robin Williams movie to watch. It's no, it's not. It's not the same. It's definitely yeah, yeah. a different kind of movie. But I, it, if you look at it just from like the cover, you're thinking, oh, this is probably one of his bearded, dramatic role, and it, and it is, it is dramatic for sure. But I don't know, like he, it's still, it wasn't that lovable dramatic. No, it was yeah, He's, it wasn't. It, he was you, going full Russian. I mean, full on Russian, which he pulled off. I think. Very nice. Not really. Not that I'm around a lot of Russians, but I I was 
satisfied. <laughs> very good Russians. Yes, very good. Very good uh, Russians. Let's see. Who is in this thing? Um, Judy Aronson is Samantha. Of weird she, science fame. <laughs> of weird. She's hilly. Yep. And uh, she was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And she played the news reporter in Hannibal, the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs. She she's good in this. I like her. She's very cute. Yes. Uh, Kimberly Beck plays Trish, who was pushing thirty at the <laughs> release of this movie. Uh, she played a housewife in Independence Day, so not bad. There you go. And she also had some. She was uh, credited for some archival footage. Her voice right. in. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lynch. Hey, there you go. It's Joan Freeman uh, plays Mrs. Jarvis, who is just a look. She is a saucy little milf in this movie, I swear to God. I don't know who she, like, I looked at her credits, and there's not a whole lot that I recognize, but she seemed to me like a classic dame whose heyday would have been, I guess, like in the 60s. Yes, I was just I disappointed see to see that that wasn't the case in her credits on IMDb. Because she just seemed like, because you know how these types of movies, you got your collection of young MTV aid. I mean, if we're talking about the 80s anyway, you know, MTV era uh, cast, but then they'll kind of grab someone notable, like an older cast member. Like a Tom Bosley. Just kind of round out, you know? And I just assumed she might be that who that was, but, you know, maybe not. Uh, Barbara Howard as Sarah. She was in not much else, <laughs> so good for her on this movie. Way Corey to go, Feldman! Corey Feldman is the main attraction. Corey Feldman he is plays, the best of this. Yes, he plays Tommy. This movie's all about Corey Feldman, and I gotta say, it's been fun doing the spooktacular. It's always fun to kind of go back and revisit some of these horror movies. But I gotta, I gotta confess, I gotta cop to this. It's not like I haven't seen a lot of Friday the Thirteenth over the years, but I don't think I've seen all the Friday Thirteenth movies complete, like you know, start to finish. You're not. I think missing I've just a seen lot. a whole bunch of bits of Friday the Thirteenth, and I think I've just seen them all. But I've been watching them, and there's definitely like parts that I recognize. But only, like, Friday the 13th, 1 and 3 and 4 can I, like, really kind of remember seeing them. And even, like, Jason Takes Manhattan, I really can't even remember what happens in that movie. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to check it out. Because I have been having a lot of fun revisiting these movies. And in some cases, I think maybe watching them for the first time. But, yeah, Corey Feldman, he was in, obviously, around this time, The Goonies, uh, Fox and the Hound. Gremlins is the same year this came out. Goonies is the year after. The year after that is Stand By Me. You know, that he's in everything. and he, He's actually like a pretty good little actor. Really sort of, you could call him kind of like the Haley Joe Osmond of his day. I mean, he was a dependable child actor. He was, yeah, he was really somebody that you could, um, that you could count on to, um, to, to deliver a real performance. Like it was, you you weren't gonna get some, you know, you know some like really when you're looking at all of the other uh, 
but not more seasoned, but at least just older uh, people in the movie. You know, Corey Feldman is his performance is far and away better than a lot of them. It is. It really. I agree, very much. The acting in these this movie is not the best. Um, I feel like a lot of times people are saying things out loud that were meant to be notes. Yeah, I can, <laughs> you know, oh, 100% like that. You, you could, you, you know, like more naturally convey what they say out loud in a word or two or a, like a glance or a face, and but they're saying it out loud. And I, I don't know, I'll try to like point it out. I think we're going to go ahead and try to watch this again and comment on it like we've done a few times. I think this will be fun for that. Sometimes yes. I don't think that's that be a fun thing to do for a movie, but I think this one will be a fun th- uh, example of doing this. So we're going to, like before, we're going to watch the movie and just, we'll comment over it, and we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll just let it play. We're not going to try and stop the movie. We'll yeah, there's, because there's, uh, there's uh, like, there's, because uh, the the way I broke it up, and what I, what I appreciate about this one, <clears throat> and especially, especially the latter ep- episodes in, um, the Friday the Thirteenth series, and I think why this one to me really does—it's uh, got a bit of a tipping point because you know you go back in the series and the first installment is Jason's mom. Well, that's the big twist. Yeah. It's like it's Jason's not even in it, so it's like oh, it's yeah. Jason's mom. Oh, she's killing everybody. And, and then, it feels like a classic. It feels like a Psycho. You know, it's oh yeah. It's I don't think it's near where it gets to in a couple of years. Feels more like a psycho movie, but at a at a camp like a lake. Well, and, and it, man, it works. It works so good. Camp uh, Crystal Lake. The and, uh, and here's another thing about the movies that I just kind of forgot. The first movie, yes, it's like a camp, but so many of the other movies just take place in houses at, on the lake. Oh yeah. No, no camp at all. You know, and I was like, wait, didn't all these take place at a camp? Nope. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> nope. That's I, I, just something I fabricated in my head. It's like, oh, well, I guess I just keep reopening Camp Crystal Lake, even though there are these grizzly bears. Oh, they, yeah. They, they get to the point where, like, we don't even give a shit. Just throw Jason in there. Just let him start killing people. <laughs> like, just he's wind him up. Let him go. Wherever he's at, he's going to. Wind him up and let him go, indeed. And because that's the, like the franchise. I mean, Jason Voorhees is such, I mean, like, when you're talking about scary movies, you know, he's on the Mount Rushmore for a lot of people. It's him, Michael Myers, and Freddy are kind of the yeah. top three. I mean, everybody has nuanced characters, Leatherface, Chucky, Ghostface. You know, there's a bunch of other people that really have, you know, an imprint in, in the world of horror movies. But Jason is really, I think he fits into that. He's kind of, one of the founding fathers of yeah. Slash. He's he fits in that tr- kind of triumvirate of slashers uh, between Michael Myers and Freddy and himself. And so, like, what's funny is his look is so iconic, but he doesn't even get the hockey mask until midway through the third movie. So this yeah. really is the first full movie where he's just Jason just the whole Jason. time. Yep. And as most people know him. Yeah. And and what I like about it is. Uh, I mean, because really and truly, I mean, when you're going through the Friday the 13th movies, when you're going through a lot of these, I mean, I will say Freddy's movies do stand up. I mean, the I don't love to, and the further on you go in the franchise before, like, 
four yeah. st- four starts to wane a little bit. Five is it's still good, but nah. but then you get yeah. to new ni- new nightmare. Um, or no, I think there's one. They more hit the reset night. button on that one. I is like. Let's and tr- let's let's start over. They really, I mean, they so Freddy's Freddy's progression doesn't. Freddy's dead was where it really tail like tailed off yeah. big time. But he like for the most and part, and that's the only one I saw in theaters. I hate to say, was <laughs> Freddy's dead. You get, but you, I saw that one for the franchise of Freddy. You get a lot more bang for your buck than with Jason or Michael because there's just so, yeah. there's a lot of crap you got to sift through. But the thing that I well, do like, and like Jason and Michael can't communicate. No, <laughs> they don't talk. They're yeah, they're just and and they're I like mute monsters basically. I like in this one, and it's not a lot, but like uh, one of the things you get in a lot of the other movies is his. I mean, he's got that that kind of presence like Michael Myers, and I, I know like that's even what they call him. Michael Myers is the presence, and yeah. so he's just kind of like this ominous. Almost, I mean, he's not—he's not a ghost, but it's like you don't get a lot of his movement. With Jason, you do get a lot of scenes of uh, some. Some of it's from first person, where you're seeing whoever it is moving through the woods um, as the killer. But in this one, you do. There's a couple times where you see Jason trucking it. I mean, he's not just kind of lumbering along like he does in some of the other ones. Yeah, faster than I remember it. Another thing he, from my childhood that I just remembered him like. You basically like teenagers running fast through the woods. Yeah, and then a, a moment or two of Jason sort of lumbering behind, and he's just there all of a sudden with a yeah, and then he just catches up. But no, there are definitely scenes in the ones that I've been rewatching, like three and four. In the first one, I I haven't watched two. I think I started to watch two and fell asleep. The, uh, <laughs> start, and, well, that's that, another that's... side of just getting old. I fall asleep a lot watching movies. But the, the, well, that is that is the thing I will say. Like when you go through these, like, and it's great. By the way, I love it. <laughs> well, pe- pe- people, you know, because people love oh Friday the Thirteenth. I love it's like. I think you love the idea of Friday the Thirteenth. You love the yeah. idea of Jason because when you go through these. I mean, like I, I do, I do genuinely enjoy this movie. Friday the Thirteenth Final Chapter is my favorite, yeah. And it's not just like let me pick the least crappy turd. It's like no, I like this movie. It's a fun movie, but I do like I'm in, I'm going to enjoy going through it, not just to like totally riff tracks it, but it's like it's not a great movie. It has a, right. it, it's like there's a lot of fun stuff you can. Joke I'm gonna this poke movie. fun of it. I'm gonna the I, yeah. I am going to come at this movie hard at times, and and, <laughs> and I am times. not going to let up. And it's like, and it deserves it. But it's like, yeah, it's, it does. It's it wants it. it it's wants yes. Too. It's fun. I think that's the thing. Is like all around, this is a fun movie. Like they they tried and they came up with a reasonable enough story. Um. And they they followed along. I mean, there's st- there's stuff in here that's silly and, and goofy. Like, okay, that's reaching, but I, I you know well, overall the, the characters like you have the teenagers that live in the house across the street. Yeah, that's your typical fare. But now we have this family who we know that Tommy and the mom and Trish, their uh, their their mom and dad are separated. So in there, I guess they're just kind of like holding up out in this at this lake house trying to 
what is it like Trish called it the middle aged crazies or something? Yeah. There's some weird there we gotta talk about some of the sayings in this movie. Oh there yeah. There are things said in this movie that are said like they're just regular old common expressions. Like, yeah, everybody's I've saying never this heard. Like, no one is saying this. <laughs> I've never heard. No. It's like who wrote this like some It'd be like the AI thing. Like, AI wrote this for yeah. sure, right? I know AI wrote this. Nope, couldn't have been. It was 1984. Um, but, I, you know, something about having, like, Tommy, a, a kid, uh, and the sister who plays, who's kind of like the final girl who's not sexual in any way. No. Kind of, you know, her, her outfits are not provocative. You know, she has an opportunity to go skinny dipping with like the other kids. It's just like I'm overdressed, and just like you know, <laughs> not me, guys. Yeah, not me. I'm saving myself. I'm good, not gonna get slayed. Uh, and by the way, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't. You can't be horny in these movies. You can't do it. Um, but yeah, there's something about like just the family. It it feels a little different. Like Jason hits a little differently. It's like in the Halloween movie with the remake that came out, and Jason like sh- or, uh, M- Michael shows up in the neighborhood, and it's Halloween, and he like wanders into the house, and there's like a baby crib. Yeah, and you're just like, oh my god, what the hell are they? It's like, what are you gonna do, this? man? What are you gonna do? Okay, here's a big the moment, moment for you, because there was already a pretty brutal scene where a kid, basically a kid, gets murdered pretty ruthlessly by uh, yes uh, Michael. So is he going to take out this baby? And he didn't. He did There was a moment. It was like, how hardcore is this remake going to be? And it was just hardcore enough, it turns out. <laughs> yes. No more hardcore. I would have been turned off. Um, but it there there is that sort of dynamic. It's a little different. It feels different. And with the hospital and stuff, too, almost has like a Halloween kind of feel. Yes, um, it does. But we're, we're going we're gonna to talk more about this as the movie gets started. I just wanted to get through housekeeping. Um, let's see. Who's next? Uh, I mentioned Corey Feldman. Uh, this Eric Anderson plays Rob. Uh, again, all these guys are pushing 30 at the time of this movie. This is the old cliche. Uh, I don't really know this guy very well, but he he wasn't missing in action, and he was in Unfaithful. So those are two movies I recognize. So I, Eric I had to go because I was like, ah, where do I know this guy from? Because it was driving me nuts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's Carrie Russell's dad from, um, what was her show? Felicity? That she, Felicity, he, yeah. He okay, was, I can he was see Carrie him as Russell's a dad. dad. In, there you go. And I was That's like, That's Rob in this movie. He's Carrie yep. Russell's dad. Carrie Russell's dad. Okay, next is Doug, played by Peter Barton, 27. Everybody's 27 in this movie. Yeah. He, um, by the way, uh, this. Doug was Doug the um, which one was Doug? Now that I, we'll, we'll get into it, like I, I can't remember if Doug was like the other friend. Doug was Chris Doug was in the shower. Doug was the pretty boy. Okay, he yes. was like he's the one who I kept thinking looked like reminded me of Rob Lowe a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm watching him. He kind of had that like, oh, he's just too good looking. <laughs> Doug, Doug went with Doug went looking. with Sarah, and they were the shower yes. couple. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the tangerine. He was singing the tangerine. Yes. Okay. Now you got Crispin Glover, who is notorious and infamous and just entertaining as shit, whether you oh, like him or not. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> and, of course, that dance. 
which we we now know, or it's pretty common knowledge uh, <laughs> that they they for licensing reasons could not use the song that uh, was I guess played during the filming of the scene "Back in Black" by ACDC. Yeah, but I I was I was reading some things about the making of this movie, and one of the things that I did learn was that Crispin Glover was known for dancing like that. In yeah, the- that was just how he danced, supposedly. That's like, the just clubs. how he danced. So he was just- whether it's back... Because you can kind of... like You can't really dance to Back in Black, so you can almost forgive him. But when I found out that that's just how he dances to even pop songs that you can dance to, I honestly, it just made me love him even more. <laughs> I mean, like it feels He's like one of those things like... Dude. I, like what I would love to see would be like a resurgence of that where like if you took if you're able to take like just take the video you know digitally remove him and that dance and then with TikTok just drop him into yeah different you see music those videos all the time. and, and yeah. like because it's like okay put his dance in put him dancing to elevator music put him dancing to classical music yeah why dancing. isn't that the like latest yeah, uh, John Travolta from Pulp Fiction wandering into a yeah, scene. exactly. You That's what, what I mean? we need. <laughs> we need some of that. We need the Crispin Glover dancing. TikTokers, me. you need to do that right away. Yes, let's right get away. on that, please. Call into action. Crispin was actually 19 at the making of this movie, so that's pretty incredible. He is the age of the characters being played. Well, so he's he's a he's almost 10 years younger than all of his horny co-stars, and I I think that's impressive. I really do like I he's holding his own and he's by far the most interesting person on screen anytime he's on screen most people are going to know him as George McFly from Back to the Future but yes um, I he was the thin man in Charlie's Angels he was pretty compelling villain I thought uh he uh see what what else he was um Willard shoot, Crispin he was a Willard. Willard that's right he in was Willard that was like his I remember when they were that was coming out. That was his starring vehicle, like really his one and only like big starring vehicle. Yeah. And it, I think it was like a video, like it was a success, but not like on the level of you know Candyman or oh yeah, not like, that well, anyone from Candyman. It was a re- it was, was a remake of a movie that I mean people yeah only mildly cared about yeah. And then Michael Jackson. I, sang I, I got a cop. Like I haven't seen it. I but I bet it's good because you know what you're gonna get with Crispin Glover. You're gonna get a heaping helping of weird. Oh yeah, sort of I mean, like a Christopher Walken, it, but he doesn't have the charm of Walken. No, he doesn't if, have any of the charm of Walken. If you want to watch Crispin Glover be who you think Crispin Glover is for you know like an hour and a half, hour forty minutes, yeah, watch Willard, and you're like, okay, yep, this is like a. Ugh, you almost yeah. feel like you're watching like a a Crispin. Like he just Glover. hangs around a. This, this is, apartment with rats. <laughs> like, this is a Crispin Glover vlog that people are like, no, no, it's a movie, we promise. He's not really like, no, this is just Crispin Glover hanging out with rats like he would normally do. <laughs> just sharing his food with the rats. Yeah. Just like he takes a bite and then like offers the rat and then he takes another bite. Like he's just sharing. Yeah, just him. So there's like, hey, what do you, what do you guys want to watch? He's like, oh. Let's uh, yeah, they got a friends marathon. You guys want to watch Friends? Oh no, it? no, no. I want to I want to check out watching, that. Him watching Friends with that rats. That Crispin Glover TikTok channel of him just sharing yeah. a sandwich with a rat. Yeah, it's that's just Crispin Glover. He's just that guy. 
That's just a regular night for Crispin Glover. It really this is. This movie was directed by Joseph Zito. Joe Zito. He, Joe Zito. He directed. He's got a couple of uh, uh, Chuck Norris movies under his Yes, belt. he does. So that's a brag. And I see Red Scorpion as well. So you got. That's Dolph Lundgren, I believe. And, yes. so, you know, uh, solid credits. Oh, yeah. For the 80s, especially. Uh, and then, you know, you got pr- some producers. I'm not really going to get into them. Um, do we have any, uh, like, from on your end, do you have any, like, bits of trivia, tidbits, interesting things that we could maybe go over uh, before we begin the movie? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I'll, I'll go, like, probably as we're, because I, I did watch this movie four times. I think I watched it twice. Oh, boy. Okay. Just regular. And then there were two commentaries. So I watched both of those. Um, All right, I'll be leaning on you because I don't, I didn't have a, anything with a commentary track. So. Yeah, the uh, the Scream Factory box set, which I think is actually relatively hmm. well priced right now, and it's it's very much worth it. It has, it's, I mean, the artwork is fantastic. It's got all of the Blu-rays and an additional <coughs> bonus. Are they on disc. par with Shout Factory? Yeah, it's 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 through Shout Factory. It's just their horror, oh, okay. which they have. I think. Oh, they have it's a, like a okay. Yeah, like, uh, but yeah, you get it. It's I forget how much it is, but I I know it's. I'm pretty sure it's uh, decently priced on Amazon right now. If anyone mm-hmm. is in the market for the entire okay. collection of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, it's a good collection to have. You actually gifted me the digital collection, so I thank you for that. I've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I, I plan to watch the rest of them, even though I don't have to for the show. I'm just going to do it because it's Halloween time and it's just fun. By the way, a couple quick things for housekeeping, since you don't, you're, you're saving most of your stuff for the movie, which I, yes. I think is a good idea. Why don't I want you to like talk about if you don't mind, like what you're yeah. doing on the website? Can we can, oh, can we just yeah. plug that? We we have a website. <laughs> We do have a website. We do have a website where we we uh, we post every episode that you can listen to if you don't want to like you know, I mean everybody wants to like listen to their podcast through uh, Apple or or whatever, but we have them also on our. On we our have a website. We do have a website, cinemastersoftheuniverse.com. Check it out. Yeah, and we in the past you have posted some stories. Kind of uh, when you felt like it here yeah. and there, like sporadically, or just a thought you had. But all this month, you have been going nuts, dude. You've been doing <laughs> this thing called Thirty One Days of Horror. Yes, and I want you like, what was your inspiration for doing that? Why and like, also, you could talk about some of the movies you've done. It's just been really fun. Like I've been reading them. They're just they're bite sized little articles. And uh, but I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You you tell me well, like where it came from and what it is, and then we'll we'll do the uh, TV spot trailer, and then we'll watch the movie. Cool. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I've uh, I've a number of times. I mean, I've talked talked up the movie talk, film talk community uh, on on here, and there's a, a probably I would say horror has probably one of the biggest followings i mean that's you get a lot of people in the movie talk community uh, a lot of people that are you know well-rounded love movies of all kinds but you get a lot of people that are really horror facing as far as what their their bent is as far as movie collecting um i and think so, people are more fanatical about horror yes, movies than 100%. any other genre yeah there's 
there there isn't uh i mean you get people that love science fiction or you get people that are you know but it's like it's horror mo- people that are fans of horror movies really love horror movies uh, and it just it draws uh, horror i mean because it's reli- it, it's almost like a religious thing dude. it re- it really is i mean because like we're i mean we're pretty well-rounded as far as what we watch what we put on the what yeah. we do on the podcast even just what we watch for fun like we we yeah. have a pretty balanced you know we watch a lot of you know fun we, we have nostalgic movies we try and stay up on newer movies we mm-hmm. we, we will watch some of the hoity-toity artsy movies i mean on I, occasion I, on yeah, occasion yeah. you know just kind of stay you in know, the mix yeah so, when a movie is being talked about in the zeitgeist yeah. we get out we we try to stay pretty relevant in what we do and and i i i've always said i like what I, the service i feel like we provide back is you know we joke about we're you know just a couple of white broads but like we're just a couple of regular guys there's like you know because even even what you know in doing the 31 days of horror um which you know i got the idea from tiktok not doing videos but i'm like well mm-hmm. if i produce anything it's usually something that i write um and yeah you're you're a talented writer and i'm always bugging you to write <laughs> <laughs> i am dude i'm always pushing you and, and somebody and needs to and i need i need it because like because i'm lazy and i enjoy writing but i am uh lazy i'll and I'll, I can I can do a more formal because in, in the past, I think there are times where I've done maybe a more formal kind of breakdown or review um, with this, uh, with doing the 31 days of horror. What it was is like, I, the parameters I kind of put on myself were I, I want to watch uh, a horror movie a day. Uh, a lot of people on TikTok, that's kind of what they did. It was like, I'm going to watch a horror movie a day. And the spin that I put on it was I want to watch a horror movie a day that I've never seen um and oh okay so these are well that would explain sort of like the uh because wow these these movies that you choose yes are movies that like i just would not expect for somebody to go like here are my movies that i'm going to talk about yeah no that's interesting that makes sense these these are not these are not your your standard run-of-the-mill like oh this is uh yeah and at times it does it does kind of present a little bit of difficulty not that i've seen every horror movie out there but i've seen a lot of the mainstream ones and so in deciding to do ones i've never seen before um some of them you know they're they're kind of all over the place Uh, you know horror comedies you know stuff from the 80s there was um one night just by chance i was like okay well um, it was last weekend when uh, I had my boys, and it was either Friday or Saturday night. And I was like, "Well, I need to watch my movie for the day," and I hadn't, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have, I didn't come up with a schedule, so I'm just kind of picking at random. I'm like, "Well, yeah." Um, my youngest, he usually falls asleep around ten o'clock, but my my oldest, Caden, he likes to stay up and watch movies with me. And I'm like, "Well, uh, the that front is kind of hard because." if I'm staying true to the horror movies I've never seen before, well, I've seen you a don't lot know what to expect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen most all of the family friendly ones. So I was like, uh, okay, well I can't. And so I, that was how I ended up with uh 1959, uh, Sherlock Holmes and the Hound of the Baskervilles with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. 
as it was like, okay, well, I can watch this one. I've, I'm currently going back through the CBS series Elementary, which ran from 2012 to 2019, which I love that show. It's one of the best shows I've ever watched. I'm so aware I, of it, but I've never uh, seen an, I've never uh, seen an episode. And until just so recently, good. I'd never known anyone who watched it. Yes, so this is good my second full time. People are watching through. it. Yeah, yeah, I highly I, recommend it. But I uh, like Lu- I like that Lucy Liu though. She's always oh yeah, enjoyable. She's a, she's a fantastic Watson, Doctor Joan Watson. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, it's it's nice because, like, it does. Um, uh, I've I've watched a lot of movies that you know, like uh, some of them are movies I always meant to check out. Some of them. Uh, especially this week, I've watched ones I think would fall. A couple of them fall in that. Uh, what you haven't seen that kind of category? Yeah, um, totally. And so I've, I've watched you know some of the newer. Uh, I had never got around to watching Barbarian last year, and you yeah. know I, uh, I I do. I think we were talking offline. I felt like I was a little more unkind to it than I needed to be, but <laughs> um, I was a little surprised because I watched it last year and and I dug it. Uh, it, it was hyped. It was one of those movies that everybody was talking about. So. Yes, and and that's you know, like you, got, you always got to be careful when you walk into something like that. It was it is one of those like, and that's why I think a, a couple times I've come back around. I was like, I, I I do think I was more harsh on it, and I do anticipate. <laughs> well, it's I, like I told you, every now and then you got to sharpen your claws and make yeah. sure you remember how to swing a blade. You know, and it and was apparently barbarian was that barbarian like because and it was it just it frustrated me because it felt like the opening to it was really gonna you know like some horror movies like you the the contract you have with them jason all right the social contract here is suspend belief jason keeps coming back from the dead like from the onset like okay none of this this is in he's just gonna keep coming yeah you can only you can only like slow him down for a little bit but he's always gonna keep coming the horror is jason's gonna kill a bunch of people and so ah but the Brutally. other ones, the especially the more modern ones, a lot of them, what they try and do is they try and steep more of it in realism so that the creepiness comes from you relating to whatever's happening. And I felt like Barbarian started out that way, but then mm-hmm. just kind of pulled me out of it by, I was like, no, I would have been out here. And it's like, I know you can't leave because then there's no movie, but I'm like, that's where, yeah. because the paths diverge, I'm just out of the mix now. And so I've. I've lost a little bit, but it's it's fun. I've, I've been I know it's it. like you gotta stay. You gotta keep both feet on one side. You know, yeah. don't don't so. don't start down a realistic path. But I I just dug that movie. I like I liked its atmosphere, and I liked the way that they utilized darkness. Yes, and just dark areas and staring into that area into that abyss without actually knowing. You know, it, it's the anticipation yeah. that I love. It's the anticipation that scares. Seeing the monster is usually always a letdown. So if you just, like, point the camera with some tense music and, like, just staring into a dark sh- corner, all you got to do is imply that something's there and I'm, my brain is going to go into overtime. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, imagining I, what it could be. I know. And sometimes I know. the payoff is good, but most of the time it's disappointing. Well, because like with B- the Blair Witch Project, everybody really focuses in on that, like the last few minutes of the movie, which are genuinely, you know, intense and scary. And it, it's the it's yeah, for me, it's like the only time of the movie where I was like really sort of like, holy shit, what's happening? This yes. is not good. And it's it's the it's the the 
the intensity of it and you know, all the culmination of all the stuff and just the fear has really come to yeah. you know to the forefront and so it's like there's so much happening and you're just kind of overwhelmed but it's like on really and truly one of the things that i've always loved about the blair witch project that i feel like is really underrated or is under underappreciated is like the the actual tangible scariness of when you realize you're lost in the woods with two people you don't really know and it's like that's yeah. that was one of the things is like to me yeah they that know was, each other they're colleagues that's the only re, like yeah it's like they when have, the shit hits the fan they start to turn on each other it's yeah and it's like okay then one guy goes missing and you're like okay i don't know how to you know like the the reality of that kept me in the moment because i'm like okay how would i process this if i was with two people and now one of them just gone and we've been walking in circles for days, you know, food starting to get low, water starting to get low. It doesn't seem like we can get to where we need to get. We keep going around in circles. It's like, okay, and I have no means of outside contact. When, That's by when the, the time he disappears, the, the despair is already starting yeah, to Yeah, the in, reality really... of that situation makes me, t it's, it's on par with somebody that goes into a cave. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's why, like, when we watched As Above, So Below, so much of the scary for that for me was just the claustrophobia of being within such a confined space that was scary enough and it's like when they added the stuff to it i appreciated that and it added to it but it's like being able to take that the space you're working in being able to take the environment and turn that into something that really you know grips in a real kind of way only adds to it and that's what, like the blur which i felt i always felt like people it was like oh well okay you don't ever get to see it it's like i don't want to see the monster it's this isn't about the monster it's about yeah. being lost in I the feel woods like in my head i'm harder on the blair witch than i want to be um it it was a tad of a letdown i guess it, it, I it, yeah because you want you um, want that there, reveal. there's a new thing going around now with people who were not around when the movie came out uh there's a new thing where people are uh, the younger uh, younger people are saying there's no way that anyone would have believed that this was real in any at any time in any way, and I can understand why they would think that, but they're thinking about it in their 2023 yeah. lenses. They're like in 1999 or eight, whenever this came out, the internet was very young and used differently than it is now. Yeah. The, and you didn't have continuous this, access to it. Yeah. Yeah, you had to connect to it uh, until you got broadband, and then you were connected all the time. But the thing about the Blair Witch was, yeah, I only knew about it because I I don't know if it was like a MySpace thing, but I found a link to it, and it was a website. It was a website for the movie. The movie wasn't was going to be released as like being sold as sort of like a documentary that's found footage and found footage itself was very new at that yeah, time. Yeah, that wasn't a big Novelty. thing. Nope. So, you know, the crudeness of the website, which did not look professional, not a lot of websites did look that professional in 1999 though. Even like Amazon looked crappy, you know, in 1999. Oh, yeah. Everything had that sort of GeoCities look to it. Oh, it was, and, uh, yeah, it was like, Angel fire. Ooh, look at this is right. This. Right. There's a little counter at the bottom of the screen to let me know how many people have clicked on my page. Little dudes with 
like construction uh like jackhammers going yeah to town how many how many widgets can i just kind of ready. pepper across oh my God, a, a blank screen but you know yeah so when you're watching it my brain my in my brain the same brain that i'm sure like people are trying to use now like they wouldn't they wouldn't release a real snuff film in theaters for people to pay and go watch of course not but if you discovered this not in theaters it might you you might question it at least and you didn't have google or anything to go like or snopes to go is this real or not you just if you just discovered it or found it which i don't know how you could because it did become like a full-blown phenomenon that year but at first at first, you know, you might at least go, is this real? And, you know, you can't ask Alexa or Google, like, or Snow's like, was this, tell me, tell me why, you know, like, tell me the real story behind this hoax. So, you know, there there was some people who I could kind of believe might. And there's a lot of stupid people in the world, for starters. Well, and <laughs> really dumb the, people. like, the, the, thing, the thing about it, what, you know, like, what people today what they take for granted is when something happens i mean there's things that happen in real time that people all across the world are experiencing simultaneously in real time right. at, and debunking and figuring out yeah it's like and you're see it was like that you don't you don't have an understanding you don't have a relationship with how that time passes and how information is dispersed because I mean, and I've seen it from a lot of people that really, you know, kind of revel in the older millennial um, uh, persona at this point. Like, there are a lot of people that, you know, were in the uh, mid to late 80s that are really owning millennial instead of letting that be, you know, this like, oh, millennials. It's like, no, we, you know, there, there's, yeah. it's oh, kind of. Yeah, we're at the point now where millennials can like own their millennial. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. And, and it's it now be, everyone's you just move on to the next newest generation and shit on them now it's it's just I mean, because it's kind of like this you know you kind of roll from gen x into the millennials and the especially the elder millennials there really is kind of there's there's a, a pocket of transition where it's like you're kind of you're you're definitely a millennial but at the same time you have a lot of those gen x tendencies and yeah. experiences so it's like there there's a there's a a role over there to where especially the people that would have been experiencing things like Blair Witch is like like when you talk to somebody's like hey you know the game you you just go up to people's like hey remember in high school when you would play the game with your buddies and you're like oh yeah it's like and that's everybody knows you're like you're like okay you know where you'd where you'd hold your hand down and you if you made yeah. eye if, if you look down and you saw it you're like oh you got it's like yeah, the game. Oh, that every, game. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Okay, okay. That's the thing. It's like every you like th that was that didn't have a Wikipedia page. That didn't have. Oh right. That wasn't a, a meme. It was just across the country. Yeah. Every like the, and there's it so caught on like wildfire. <laughs> and there's so many of those things where it's like everybody oh, everywhere a game growing where I can up can make people feel like bad for looking at my junk because I yeah. drew their attention there. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and it's like that. That like there were so many of those things where it's like kids that grew up in the '80s and '90s. We yeah. like where you're like, how is it that somebody who was in you know Spokane, Washington, and Phoenix, Arizona, and Chicago, Illinois, and 
you know, Tampa, Florida, everybody was doing these. And it was like, and we had no way of like, it, it wasn't like there was a network. It's got to just be because even though we didn't have the internet and social media, we still, we had, here's, here's what it is. Here's my theory. We didn't have the plethora of, of options, but that just meant that everybody paid attention to the three or so options that we had. And because of that, we all got in tune and in sync because we were watching the same sh- like shows or the same radio stations or whatever. Like we're all but watching like the one or two options we have available to us. Where there and was it catches on. There was no infrastructure. We create infra- infrastructure. So like with Blair Witch Project, that was the same thing. It was like everybody was having their own experiences in their own towns and their own cities with their own groups. But collectively, even without the the you know the the internet in the way that it is now, we were all st- like the the Blair Witch the people that went to theaters and saw Blair Witch with their friends on a Friday night. If you were in high school or you were you know just kind of in that zone, it was like we all experienced like we, like we know what rotary phones are. We you know we you know we downloaded music on LimeWire. We. You know, we were there when Napster we, was illegal. We used a payphone, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like we we like, we know what those things are. To where it's like, okay, these aren't funny or ironic. Like this is just, this is how we grew up. Pay, payphones is the big thing for me that always oh, yeah. blows my mind because there they were on every corner, everywhere, in every city, in every town. Yeah, and in, in like stores, there was like wherever the bathrooms were, there was usually there a were bank payphones. Of payphones as yeah. well. And every place just had them. And then overnight, they're fucking gone. Gone. <laughs> they just, like, the earth sucked down every single phone booth at once. Yeah, like, a memo went out to anybody and everyone's like, do you have a phone booth? You have a it was fo- like have Star Wars with, like, gone. order, like, It was order, yeah, was. exactly. It was order <laughs> Star 69. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. It was Order Star 69. They just got rid of it. They're gone. Execute Star 69. Yeah. And boom. They were just, hey, what? what? Where'd it go? Yeah. And they were just gone. They were just gone. Every city and every town complied and overnight. Boom. Gone. What happened to all the payphones? What's a payphone? You know what? By the way, by the way, fine. Because everything is better now. You know, it's like everyone's got like a payphone in their pocket. It's all good. And you can use it as much as you want. Just pay your bill. Yes. Okay. Tangent over. Uh, tangent over. Days of horror. You're. You're basically. It's like your like little uh, movie a day. Little pet you, project. Yeah. You, you yep, get for... on there and you you write about it and you just kind of. But I like it because like you're yes you're talking about the movie and you're 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 adhering to a theme, but you're also just like mid mid like uh, like you get very conversational yeah. in your review, <laughs> and I like that. And it's like you treat the reader with like little like, hey, I know you're reading this. Hey, you and I are together now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, that. I like I that. I like that idea of like, I'm writing this now and yep. you're reading it later. So this, this, these words are time traveling. It's like wherever you're at right now reading this, I'm yep. in a different time writing this. Yes. And that just always messes with my head. And so Everything I like goes back it. to Back to the Future. Okay, so that that's that. Now let's listen to the TV spot because I always like listening to TV spots. Let's do it. Movies. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 
Sorry about that ad. my favorite part of all of these youtube like tv spots is when they have like now showing at a theater near you like I now showing at a theater near you and in the video on youtube it's like the buffalo drive-in yes <laughs> the boulevard mall cinema hey shout out to the hey. Buffalo drive-in people oh so good okay so now we're gonna we're just gonna start the flick i'm gonna we're gonna do a three two one and then we'll hit play so three are you ready to hit play? Oh, yes. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, play. There's that mountain. That's a beautiful Paramount mountain. A Gulf and Western really? company. Yeah, and they and they talk they, they mention the Gulf and Western in, in that uh the offer show that I'm always talking about, that I'm always constantly plugging about the Godfather. I need to watch that still. That's once I'm done with Sherlock. Oh, here's the exposition. Here's the campfire talk about, hey, remember those three movies you didn't watch? This is great, and this is just a scene from the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and I, I love, I mean, because, like, uh, when uh, Evil Dead 2, and a lot of times people, like, they'll, they'll give Evil Dead, it's like, oh, it's basically the same movie. It's like, it's because they had to reshoot everything because they didn't have the rights to yeah. the, the stuff from the first one. So they reshot a lot of the stuff because they were trying to give you continuity and they couldn't just use clips from the first one like a lot of horror right. movies like this do. Right. I and like, I think the way the reason this happens is because this is like pre like the video store era, I guess. They can't just count on you just recently watched the movie. So they yeah. just go ahead and kind of show you the movie. Because, you know, like the last time you saw it was probably in theaters, if at all. So they just throw it in there. Well, it, because it's like when you when you think about, especially like I've been binge watching um, elementary, I was like, not every episode does it. But a lot of times, especially if it's referencing something from the past, it's like previously on. And so it's like you get yeah, that. That's a you, very TV thing to do. Yeah. You get that context of like, oh, hey, do you remember these? Do you remember what we were doing with these? What happened? Yeah. I was like, this is like that. Well, some they don't trust also the, the like viewer to like know, like be smart, and figure yeah. things out. <laughs> it's my favorite. Well, and and it's like so, mid mid scene, they just go to a flashback, so you remember. It's like, hey, do you remember this? If not, here it is. And wh what I love is uh, because I mean, some of these, you know, just when when you when you know, like, okay, they would have. Um, like, if this was your first entry into, it's like, okay, I'm old enough to watch Friday the 13th movies. You might not have been able to go back and watch one, two, and three. So it's like, you know, you might not have. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is like, here, let's. It just wasn't an option. Let's get you caught up. And. It, and you are. You're getting like a highlight reel of the previous three movies, basically. Yeah. It's like, okay, now you kind of, like, you're sitting here. It's like, okay, we're going to pick up right here. And. And, and it is, it's it's like what I love is they've just gone through, it's like you've just seen all this, 
and we're ending with the axe in the head, like, oh, Jason's dead. And then this one's going right. to pick up. It was like, oh. By the way, this is the most subtle like title card. Oh, it's time. so good. It's so good. <laughs> the mask and, is just exploded. <laughs> and this is. By the way, that is the cheesiest looking effect. Like, I could have easily, like, I don't know. It's like Microsoft paint level effects. Oh, like, yeah. Whatever the paint. Yeah, the After Effects version, like the very first version, whatever that was, is what they used to make that title sequence. And and even even this like this opening, just the white text against the black, uh, the black screen, like mm -hmm. it reminds me of the DVD logo just because they're like, here, let's be whimsical. And they won't know where the text is going to show up. It could oh, be up yeah. here. Could be down here. Oh, where's it going to be, guys? Where's the text? Oh, see, here's more text. And this is also pre-cold open era movies and television, where now now everything just gets to the point. Yeah. But for a long time, movies where like you just get like five six minutes of titles before yeah. any movie even starts. Yeah. Just anytime like I watch an older movie, that frustrates me. <laughs> It's You're like, just like, okay, yep, we got to go through. So the... boring. You're so pumped to watch the movie, and then they show you title cards for like five minutes. Yeah, it's like, okay, can we? Uh, came here for the movie. And you know what? the 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 top build actors and the director, whatever, fine. But I mean, we're now we're the, like the like the screenplay and story. Okay, fine. Produced by one of the many producers. I feel like they're just repeating at this yeah. point. Yeah. Now they're they're working up to the director, so but but there there were more obscure titles they were doing before. All right, so now here we go. We got the we got the helicopter because we're on a manhunt for absolutely no one. He's dead. We know exactly where he's at, but we still have the helicopter. Yeah. There's no action here. The, they're being like there's a body. That's you don't get a helicopter for a body, do you? No, they're like, hey, just look down, look down here, look down at the police. Dude, there's a point too where the helicopter like megaphones down, like "Come on, let's go!" Like, is yeah. that how they do it? It's like I don't, don't feel they communicate like this on is... a radio or something. Like they don't doesn't like, feel official. Shout it over an internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, like um, in one of my favorite, really just absolutely horrible shitty movies, uh, Samurai Cop. The whole opening sequence is these two guys, Samurai Cop and his partner. And then there's another two cops that are up in a helicopter and they're just kind of having this conversation with each other. It's like, shouldn't this be over like a walkie talkie? They're up in a helicopter. <laughs> they can't yeah. hear you. Right. Oh, is that kind of like when like the team from Fast and Furious are having fucking conversations in the middle of high speed race like chasing? Yes. You're like, wait a minute. In their own individual cars. And they're not wearing like Bluetooth headsets. No, or it's like they're just like talking to each other. Is this just coming through the speaker? Because I feel like you wouldn't be, like. <laughs> there's explosions behind you. That's a tank. He can't yeah, hear you. you. Did not hear that. You did not hear what Dom just said. No, like, standing side by side. It's just good movie making, is what it is. Yes, it, and you know this. Hey, uh, where where the ambulance? Where do you need us? Like, uh, we need you to get this body. We need to go get a dead body for us. We just put it. And they're real put off, too. They're like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> shouldn't that be a relief if you're like an ambulance? Like, you, your, your job's, you know, you don't, you're not needed. You don't have to, like, 
try to bring somebody back to life. They're already dead, and, and it wasn't because of you. And I love it's Unless just as, they stopped for some like coffee or something before. <laughs> It's just this hodgepodge of emergency vehicles. They're like, yeah, are right. there any? Are there any other ones in the area that we can rent? What other emergency vehicles do we have on the Paramount lot? Could just we get roll a, them out there? Could we get a fire engine from 1920? Would that be possible? <laughs> like with the ladder, like wood ladder. Yeah, shit. it's like, uh, it's like this is, and, and I love that they keep doing this. I love how many times that they could like, oh, his arm fell out. I thought he yeah. was. Uh, he might still be alive. No, that's just gravity. And they go to that a few times. They in, love in, that even effect. In this movie, yeah, that, that's a good scare. But I, I do like you know it, one of the things that I love. Yeah, okay, boys and girls, let's get moving. Yeah, right no. there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? They no, they wouldn't say that. That's so unprofessional. Like, what is this, this is class? Are they like here, Gary? Here's the bullhorn. Just shout down to everybody. That and doesn't feel authentic. This I love how I love how this sequence just lingers. Like, oh, the guy's spinning his tires in the mud. I keep noticing that every time. Yeah, and like, all right, he there, sticks and with then it the though. Last, the last car drives away. All right, hold the shot, guys. Hold the shot. There's that shed. Hold it. Hold the shot. Hold it. Nope. Hold the shot, guys. It's the shed. Don't cut. Don't, Don't cut, cut yet. <laughs> Don't cut. All right. Now that's good. That's good. Now cut. They really paid off with that shit. And this guy, the one of the that the guy, he looks familiar. I don't know what he's from, but he looks like a character actor that I've seen like in a Married with Children episode or something. This guy here with the donut? Yeah. Oh, he was uh he was the rabbi that lived in Elaine's building in uh Seinfeld. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little okay. pair of glasses okay. on him, and he's a little awkward. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, this guy right here. What is with the old cliche of like the guy who handles the uh, cadavers or whatever? I'm the hoardy guy like in the morgue. Sandwich. He's like he puts his sandwich on the stomach of the deceased. It's like he's, if, this guy's a real piece of work. We really got to talk about his pornography. <laughs> if if anything, this guy should have the most appreciation for how unsanitary that is. And he was like, yeah. now nah, I'm a white V-neck T kind of guy. Like, <laughs> oh, he wants to be like, he wants to be Hawkeye so bad. Yeah, he, he's, and I, I mean, it's, and it's just like, uh, the, the guy, you just kind of wonder, like, was there he's an interview sleaze, process? My God. And the nurse is such a, like. If you're like a guy friend who had like you were like had a friend who was a girl and she's talking about her sleazeball guy she keeps yeah. like bringing up all the time. It's this is that's it. Guy. That that's and, him, right? He's like hanging out in his office with his cadavers, and he's watching like '80s. This is like what I guess this is what passed for porno in the '80s. Like, and this the, is like an exercise. I just want to talk about this exercise video for the next five to ten minutes. Well, the, <laughs> I, I will say the background. Right, be- right before this, when you get that scene, right before she cuts to this, where you see yeah. um, uh, Jason's feet move at the end of his... Uh, right here? Uh, no, right before this this whole montage, oh, okay. um, where the, the lights are still on and you see Jason's feet move, that was not the scene. That was um, Ted White accidentally moving before they cut, and they just left it in because they're like, okay, 
that seems kind of creepy. It lets people know Jason's alive. Oh, again. nice. Hey, so, nice, nice factoid there. There's there's some of that there's some of that trivia that I'll tuck in there. So back to the jazzer size. <laughs> At one point, it's just right now, it's just like one. So it's like one of those tapes that were big in the eighties. Like oh yeah. Those jazzer size and tapes. And it's got the uh you know, she's just like the Leotard, one yes. piece Leotard, like eighties special. And there's one part in particular where they're in like a circle and they're just like going up and down and grinding yeah, in a circle. Like, and it's like, they're spinning on like one of those like beds, like from the sixties that spins around. Like it's on like a rotating platter or something. There, I'm, the, I'm fascinated with this tape. There was no, there was no reason that it, no one exercised like that ever. No, no. no and no one, that like, would not fly on like ESPN in the morning. Yeah, it's like no, and and I love I love this whole. He's got to go back to it. Let me let me turn it back on. <laughs> right here, right here. Is she in front of a mirror? Are those yes. three people? <laughs> well, and and I love I love that she's like it's one of those things. Like I feel like somebody should go to. I was like, you do know you don't have to have sex with this guy, right? It's yeah. not it's not a part of your job. Cause it's oh, a- we glanced over the part where he just sort of nonchalantly like mentions having sex with a corpse. Oh yeah, like, there's this thing like she's like cute girl, she was. And he's like still is. He's like and he st- starts saying something about taking his pants off, and then like the guy's like whoa, like he's heard this before. It's like just cuts yeah. him off. Don't be gross. There, the that this uh, guy's disgusting. He's a pig. That whole he's a pig. That whole scene there where he's just like, Jesus Christ, Jim, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Fucking, where he's going, like, there was supposedly, like, some kind, like, he just, it was when I was like, I think it was just for fun. Or, you know, part of it, it may have started as though, like, he's he was doing it just like, all right, all right did you get it? But I, there's supposedly some shot of this where he goes on for, like, ten minutes. Like just, a super cut. Just a super cut barrage of profanity. See, my theory is... That the director just said, just start exclaiming things. Yes. And he just was randomly thinking of stuff and shouting it out, and none of it makes any sense together. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the outburst from uh, Clark in Christmas Vacation. Hallelujah. The, uh, holy holy yeah. shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that, except yes. slightly more... Uh, Schizophrenic, like not schizophrenic, yeah. Um, and yeah, right here. Th- is this a mirror or three? I think it's different. I think it's three. I, I think there are. I three. think it's three different. Yeah, but they're all in sync right here, and like the 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 um the the actors or the models or the or the you know the the exercise babes. He's got a friggin' like saw. That's great. Well, and that's she's all staring into this like. Oh, it's, that's such a weird exercise tape. I think it's supposed to be porn. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I really that that I do appreciate about this um, is and having Tom Savini on uh, on the the roster for this movie is that's, sec, that's Sex Machine, right? From uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Yep. He uh, legendary. And, uh, and, they're jogging. No one jogs <coughs> like that. The Is the that because they're boobs. Like, why are they jogging like that? Why are, and why are they jogging out in the? I mean, just this is 
the scraggly woods. <laughs> well, that's their thing. They they get up in the morning and they run around the lake. Yeah, but I'm like, but, it's like that's when I was like, someone just like, you know, that is a that's a that's a bad idea. I mean, it just it really, truly, in general, too. It's like before. How often do you talk to your mom about being horny? By the way, yeah. <laughs> and Thanks and with mommy. with this, like I I kind of object to the whole premise of it because it's one of those things. I'm like, all right, so the three of you live in a terribly remote area by yourselves. Yeah, and, and it's Tommy- just. Never like. Not only does he not just lock the door, he just leaves the door open. Yeah, it's that like, is a horrifying mask, by the way. I, <laughs> I'm very unsettled by this mask, and and it's implied that like he makes them. Well, you would have to have some serious equipment to make something that good, right? Uh, a big part of his whole character is an homage to Tom Savini. Even the fact okay. that he's he's named Tommy, okay, um, it, and it, that's why it's like because I think they had some other bent for him to be uh, like obsessed with aliens or or other stuff like that. And really, what they did is they just subbed in like all of the special, like all the stuff that's in his room is stuff that like the special effects guys had from their um, workshops. So that they're just like, all right, this is what we're gonna put in Tommy's room. Well, there's a part later in the movie where, like, there's just this random hitchhiker they pick up, and they bring him home, and he just goes up to Tommy's room, and the oh, mom is, Rob. like, cool with this. Yeah, Rob. Well, I Rob. Wanna, I don't want to skip over this conversation that they're having. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the whole, I'm going to turn this up. I got to. Ted's just, is, Ted's such a piece of shit. He is a dick. He's such a douche. And I know he's sort of that friend, but not your friend kind of person. Yeah, he's like okay, he's just hanging out with you. Like he thinks nothing of Crispin Glover. Like he, th- he doesn't treat him like a f- in any way a friend treats a friend. Just shits on him at every turn. I do kind of dig the old computer gag too, and like how Crispin Glover just goes along with it. Those are those are just those are just like cases of beer tapping on and, and he's I, like i feel like he's like the poor man's ralph macchio here like yeah, that's what they're it's going the jean for jacket and the haircut for sure yeah it's like they're like hey you remember those other better 80s movies with you know i was like hey how about <laughs> you know how the outsiders was good and you know how all of these really iconic was like could we put a character in Dead that fuck. but just make that's, a total that's douche something that they lay on us in this movie and expect us to just ex- like believe that's a thing that people say yeah and there's he's so worried about being a dead fuck it's like they spend so much time talking about being a dead fuck in this movie they're like an old married couple they just like bicker at each other and they go back and forth and 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 the fact that like he's like oh my goodness like that's his yelp review like oh this is what (laughs) everyone's talking about and it's like, uh, and I know I get it. Like you know, that age, just like you, just, you don't know if you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but a dead fuck. <laughs> Pretty creepy, huh? There's a poor man's Rob Lowe there. Yeah, 
she kind of reminds me of a uh, um her she kind of reminds me of uh, uh what's her name uh from Sex in the City oh uh, um Carrie Sarah Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Jessica Parker yeah she reminds me of Sarah Jessica Parker I like the vibes the Sarah Jessica Parker vibes with her. All right, it's Fat Girl. It's a pretty prominent tombstone, don't you think? Like right on the side for of the, the road. side of the road. Yeah, I would say it's like <laughs> for a roadside tomb. This is so mean. They wrote in this like overweight character, and they 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 tease her. They call her fat, and then she just gets slaughtered. <laughs> she she was originally like it was originally written the script as Fat Girl, and oh my god. When they when they She's were such a pig, look at like <laughs> when they were casting her, uh, they changed it because they felt bad for putting it in that way. But they'd already yeah. put out the casting call, and I think and people had already seen the snack. Because yeah. what I love about her is, um, they by the time she was uh, she was auditioning, they had changed it to just hitchhiker. Um and then <laughs> ah, banana Ooh. oh my god right through the throat oh it's just she so loves good. to go through the throat smush the banana they do, and you would think she would at least have a scene or two else they just introduce her to call her fat and then stab her well and she but like to her credit like she owned it she she came in and was like she did and she was well because they're like oh I'm here she, for she didn't take that shit she had she wrote fuck you on the other side of the sign so I guess like that happens a lot and you know she just sits down and has a little banana you know a oh, banana is a healthy snack she doesn't that, pull out like a big old like pastrami or anything there's that hug oh that hug <laughs> this weird like oh no. yeah the, like sandwich like yeah. let's let's sandwich like my little brother with my mom it's like no this is just Fun. no they no. spend most of the movie calling for gordon and gordon is nowhere to be found <laughs> gordon's just like who the hell are you people <laughs> i think gordon's only in his head I don't even think Gordon think, is his name. I think it's just like, hey, Gordon. It's like just some dog that lives uh, in the woods. My name is Jeff. Okay. Who's <laughs> Jeff, Gordon? Yeah. Who's this Gordon chap? What the hell are who are you people? This is my house. I'm the dog I that do owns like how this they're house. Like, yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna have the kid and the and the, the family next door, but we're still gonna give you a house full of horny, uh drugged up drunked up teenagers with only one thing on their mind. We're still going to give you a whole house full of those kids. Hmm. I wonder what these kids are doing. What's Gordon doing? No, out she's there? a cool mom, dude. She's like down. I don't know if I approve of this. Hmm. Let me go use my towel That's some, some more. Pretty, some pretty awesome uh, acting there with the face. Oh, it's, yeah. There's that... Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker and... Is this the girl who nearly got hypothermia? Yes. <laughs> or did get hypothermia? She did. She did cuz Yeah. <laughs> that was that was one, in in her death scene when she's out there uh Ted, Ted White who played Jason who was yeah. he was a seasoned um stunt performer. Stunt man. Yeah. yeah. He got seriously pissed at Joe Zito. Because he's like, no, you cannot leave her out there in the water. She's going to get sick. Yeah. She's going to get hurt. The water's too cold. And they th that was a big point of contention between the two of them. 
You never, you're never, because like you just assume it's summertime. They make it look like summertime. Yeah, but it is not. Friday the Thirteenth movies are like summertime horror movies, but it is that in fact very cold, <laughs> very very chilly. And she got paid very nothing, <laughs> not much to be in this, just to get hypothermia. So yeah, it's like I'm glad. I'm glad she was okay. This is like a. This is just not like something like. And nowadays, everybody's got a screen. You know, like, no, they're just kind of like lounging. Like, you kind of miss those times a little bit. A little bit. I like my screens. Don't get me wrong. Here's my book without a jacket. And oh, today's paper Mass Murderer. Right. Big old headline. She's just casually reading it. Yeah. Where's the jacket of that book? Hmm? Okay. This is a great. This whole sequence. I forgot about the sequence. It, like, what is happening? If I ever Tommy's met Corey Feldman, of yeah. all of the roles that he's played in all of the movies that he's been in, this scene is what I would most like to discuss with him. Like, okay, because he's he's not looking at any of that. Right, right. He's right. not it's the see- magic of editing. He's not seeing what we're seeing, and they right. went to great lengths to, because he was—I mean, he was just a kid. I was like, "Yeah, what we're seeing that he's supposed to be seeing is what every like twelve-year-old boy would want to be looking at." Yes, but he's, it, he's peeking through from his bedroom, uh, uh, a couple of you know teenagers undressing, and, and this is so authentic. Like he just falls asleep. Yeah. Totally fakes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Put mom. The I disapprove of this. Yeah, right. She's just mm. always disapproving. I've 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 taken my shirt off and kissed a lot of times in my life. Never done it in front of an open window. No. And won't, won't do it in front of an open window. <laughs> and she's there's there's mom's like, hmm. Yeah, mom, but mom's kind of like she gets it. She just doesn't want to believe it. But she knows. This mom's with it, dude. I'm telling you, she's down. But I, I just I just love how he's like she's he rolls hitting, over on his back. Down to the tender app. He kicks He kicks his feet up in the air. He's just oh, he's loose. He's uh, reacting. Check out this long like like <laughs> there was no point of that shot. No. It's just focusing on those girls' asses. There's just there was no call for that. No call for that. No, this and and this whole I mean, like, all right, we're just going to it's gonna take us forty five minutes to walk down to the river. Like what? That's a long way to walk from you when you get a house and it's advertised to be on a lake, yeah. You just sort of think you're gonna step out of the back, like slide open the the doublement twins, here they come. <laughs> Yes. The most 80s characters in a horror movie ever. There's Steve, by the way, from Stranger Things. Yes. and Like, he is 100% Steve from Stranger she, Things right there. She is almost already out of that shirt. Yeah. Like she's... Yeah. But that was the 80s fashion, dude. Those, like, shirts with, like, the oh, yeah. shoulder out. Very 80s. And then I love that Sarah Jessica Parker's like, hey, I know we've already walked this whole way, but I'm going to go back. You're right. It's like, all right, I'll just be here with my uh, and ridiculous. Where, what home did these twins come from? <laughs> like, what? Well, they're just biking 
that's not even like a trail you would no. those are like 10 speed bikes you don't go off road on those things and they're just out in the woods yeah twins like, hey did we uh did we just walk through these scraggly woods because <laughs> this feels different guys yeah these woods feel scragglier it's uh, in that bag by the way what does she pack that humongous bag well, let's see i've got my it's journal. filled with beers i've got <laughs> my journal and my crocheting and <laughs> oh there's those i was gonna read anne of green gables oh there's a tree oh, oh i'm terrified of, of the scraggly woods as a director what are you saying like okay now act frightened by the way that is a shitty excuse for a like lake rope Oh it's yeah, I mean, this long. None of them could swing out. Their ass scrapes the water as soon as they get on it. I mean, this right, right here. Like, oh man, that just that tucked your testicles straight back up inside <laughs> your anus. It's like you're. I mean, the way that you just scraped across the time. And she's like, I can't wait to take my clothes off. They couldn't. There's the titties there. We got our first booby alert. Yeah. It took a while actually, and she goes full on. I mean, that's. Not full frontal, but oh, and this douchebag is like cannot believe his luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, or, but he's you know what he he's he's missing his teddy bear though. His game is strictly on with that teddy bear. It's teddy bear focused. And then like this this hole is like all right good, we needed that guy's bare ass cheeks. <laughs> Foreground bear. All right, more yes. <laughs> That's the sh more of the shittiest. Couldn't they take a second longer and cinch that like rope up a little bit? And Tommy, he can't believe it in like less than twenty four hours. And just e everybody is like, you know, and, and really and truly, as a parent, I, I'm like cock blocking Trish. Exactly. It's like it's <laughs> what I was like. As a parent, is like okay, that's the right decision. But the whole time, I'm just saying, it's like man. They just screw Tommy over, every, and Gordon's like, <laughs> you noob. <laughs> There's Gordon. The whole time, like, Gordon's just like, because I don't even, like, they were, I don't know what the, they were doing. Like, these guys are just out for a drive. Like, I don't, they didn't go yeah, get they, anything. Well, I guess they were going to go swimming. There's only, at the lake, apparently, there's just one place to go. The, yeah, we have and, one. Uh, point of entry to the lake right they too themselves cannot just go out back and go down to the lake they have to drive yeah in their car oh this is What's this this was going to be the backstory for for tommy is he was going to be an, an inventor he was going to be like he tinkered oh. with things and he was good okay. mechanically that's why this this was still in is like okay he knows how to I fix i did find it weird that like the almost adult would go to the child to like open up the hood take a look at the engine and like hey could you take a look under the hood and fix the car he's just he is just a kid but he's up to the task i mean he's like i've done this before and you know it's an old car and i can yeah. speak that like cars that are like made in the like 60s and 70s are, they're just easy enough like even a child could crack it open and probably figure it out This, Did she bring her journal with her? Yes. To the, yeah. That's yep. this this whole thing. 
Like it's what I was like. I I know that you want to have this girl here. Yeah, you need this girl to be there for the to be the final girl. But this I this mean, this girl's so dead. She's just fucking nude for, for the last ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, she's like, I cannot. Like, can I just do the rest of the movie without clothes on? Yeah. How often do you frequently like? Do you, do you just go to the to the lake nude and like just fart around with your pals? I usually put clothes on. But that's just me. Well, I guess and, I'm kind of a prude. And this, this, like this whole thing, where this panic, she's got this panic now. Yeah, and no it's like, reason to panic except the music. Yeah, and it's like what, what like this whole is scene this supposed to count as one of our scares because that's not fair. Yeah, like no, this is, and and this is why I mean, like I I do really appreciate when Jason gets busy killing people, he just stays busy. Yeah. I like the dress yeah, Jason shoes. Jason doesn't he doesn't play around. No, it's like all right, he, he once he gets at it it's like, yeah, I just I'm going to kill all these kids. I cannot stop killing these kids. He doesn't take any breaks. He doesn't take any breaks. No. He's not like um Nick Cage from Willy's Wonderland where he takes No, nope, there are no breaks for him. There's no <laughs> state mandated like yep. <laughs> and then hey, I'm just here. Whoa. What the Yeah, this guy. He wasn't was he in the last movie because it kind of seems like maybe i don't know like i feel like i've seen this character in another friday the 13th movie his it could just be that he was used in the remake this uh hitchhiker type guy who's looking for jason well that's it's in the woods this is this is part of his whole story arc that doesn't make any sense okay and it's because, like, with the with the last movie, and like, because they just go straight from the last one into this one, it's when I was like, okay, he's trying to hunt Jason because of his sister. But that's where the timing is, like, he's got all these news clippings about Jason. But it's like, okay, yeah, but your sister in the last movie just died. Right. Like, for you to have news clippings about that... And to, like, you're already on this vengeance mission. Like, no, no, no. She just died. He just came back to life today. Like, this, it wasn't right. wasn't even weeks ago. It was like, this was yesterday, sir. This all takes place in, like, a day. Yeah, basically. it's like, so, I mean, that, that would be like if you're in Halloween 1 and you go to Halloween 2 and all of a sudden, so, like, somebody other than Dr. Loomis is trying to chase down Jason or uh, Michael Myers and they just have the, here's my scrapbook I made. When did you make this? He just killed people right. yesterday. <laughs> he keeps an empty scrapbook with him at all times. Yeah. It's like, well, I was, I have the time. comes out and he fills it up. And this. It, this is just like a part of the movie that can only be explained. It was the 80s. Yeah. Like, because. Hey, Ma, we found this drifter in the woods and I'm just going to leave him alone with my kid. Everything, like everything about it, the fact that he just shows up, like <laughs> it's one of those things. that's like there's no history between these people. Well, and it's it's so funny, like because one of the things is like I'll think about like uh, last weekend I took I took my kids to the park, and it's one of those things like I'm a normal good person. I'm a, He's got I'm a, a real I'm a Adam Baldwin kind of look to him. Yes, he does. But I'm like. 
I like I don't want like it's I have this I, I just it's not my it's not a paranoia it's just like this is the way the world is where I'm like I feel like if I was to like interact with any of the kids like parents would be like why are you talking to that ad- adult guy yeah. I was like that's just how life is in 2023 it's the and, it's the polar opposite of helicopter parenting like this is the opposite of helicopter parenting but like uh, this is like okay yeah take it back to 19, the the 1980s where it's like oh yeah your daughter picked up a stranger in the woods brought him home and I sent him upstairs with my kid it's like uh that mask came straight from the prop department of a movie I'm yes. positive of it I recognize that mask from something and he just made it oh shit here we go here here it comes <laughs> here comes the Crispin Glover dance uh, would you uh, care to dance? Like, I mean, just, I mean, like he, Crispin Glover from the age of 19 moves like John McCain. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, like he, there's just such a rigidity to his, to his actual, like, and I think that's the I thing. I mean, let's like, be honest. John McCain could never snap around like that, though. That uh, would his head would come flying off his shoulders. I mean, he's yeah. dead for starters. But that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but if he weren't this, and and being that this is how Crispin Glover really dances, I totally buy that. That's what makes this scene even better. And then it's like, not even like a thing he made up for the movie. I was like, I'm gonna immediately hey, turn man, that off. We and gotta turn. write a scene in. I saw, I heard Crispin Glover dances like this crazy way in clubs, and we gotta write this into the movie. Oh, it's the first of three teddy bear oh. strikeout pitches. Like, he yeah. Knows. <laughs> you I mean, would like, think dude. one time he would be like, no. And why? Because his name's Teddy? Is Ted? Yeah, I, and it's... Swinging a whiff. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, I don't know that you can get much more aggressive before you start adding in counts of assault. Yeah. Again, I, though, it was just friggin' eighties, man. You oh, it's the eighties. Hands on, <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> like, let me pop this collar a little Fucking higher, stooge. and yeah, I'm just man, teenagers. I guess in the eighties would have probably been fans of the Three Stooges, even at that point. Still, maybe I don't know. Now they're all just gonna stand and awkwardly slow dance. Did you ever have a party where you did this? No, this is that not a happen. This is not a thing. Like this is like the lamest hangout ever at this point. It gets better, but by the way, huge, huge like backpack that he's wearing right there. Oh my goodness! Is like what? What did you leave at home? <laughs> it's he's a big guy, and it's like it's towering above his head, like an extra six feet. And this here, this is this. This is one of the things that I didn't see either of the first two times that I, I I paid or I didn't catch this, but in watching it with the second commentary on, is when I when I when I really noticed this, and it, here it comes back for the kiss, like it's sort of like the that's awkward pack. that's so awkward, like yeah. what what even was like because this. Like it was when I was like, "Is this a romantic thing? Is this a?" It was like she just you, you picked. They you up. had no time to connect. They just no. met, and he helped them start their car. 
they took a a short drive home. Yeah. Then he went up to her little brother's room to hang out <laughs> while she was downstairs. And then he comes down to leave and then just like, yeah, it's like, where did this romantic walk out come from? <laughs> like, that is not something that straight. It's like, what? Do. Yeah, it's like. It's just everyone's horny in these movies. It's the only explanation. Even the mom seems kind of horny. She's she's low key. She's not trying to le- let it let everybody know. But yeah, those pink pants, like, cause like they're twins or whatever, right? So their colors yeah. are like opposite. That that's how twins dress though in the eighties, man. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, let's just buy. I and I love how stupid little outfits. I love how she like five seconds ago, Judy is here and she is cheering them on. And then her face immediately goes to disgust. <laughs> and it's like, and, and just this this whole thing where it's like, this guy, um, where you got Paul, who's like, okay, you came here with this girl. Right. And then these two other bicycle chicks show up and you're like, yep. hmm, I wonder who I'm going to get with. And it's like, uh, see, that's where I almost feel bad for Ted because, like, Ted's sitting there going, like, Dude, you you came here with a girl. Like, why? <laughs> These two showed up, and the two of us dudes that didn't have a girl, hey, right. all of a sudden, maybe we got a chance. I would drop that guy as a friend, like, right there. Like, you're going to give me no chance. I don't totally I know. Stupid Ralph Macchio haircut, my stupid little, like, sleeveless. My stupid gold cores can. <laughs> I don't totally know how or why these guys are all friends, anyways. Nah, they they must live on the same street or something. Like, like yeah, no it's just reason it doesn't make any sense. So they're like, hey, you know, we no. should. Hey, they're guys, not supportive. They're just bickering. Do you they're guys like more like brothers than friends? Do you guys want to take kind of like an impromptu vacation together to a lake somewhere? <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I've been looking for, you know, a getaway. I just feel like I've been, you know, just kind of worn out, need to reset. Like, you're going to a lake? Yeah. Do you know any other people that I don't know that could just come with us? Oh, tons. Let's tons, just get yeah. some Let's just get some strangers. We got enough space in this car to pack with a bunch of strangers. We've got a whole station wagon. Now, I understand why somebody would skinny dip like in the moment and it's like middle of the day, and you're just like, wee, skinny dipping in the sun. Like, why decide to go skinny dipping in the middle of the night when there's like a fog rolling over the lake? Well, this and like weird. the 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 whole point of the whole point of this, where I'm just like, okay, so like if you're going out here and like Paul's kind of like, hey, Paul's coming after you. It's like, okay, if there's some motivation, it's like right now, there's no one out here. It's just her. And, and she like, has no reason to even believe that Paul would be following her. Now, he does follow after her eventually. Eventually. Yeah, but she walked out. He's in the hand, He's in the arms of some just random chick that they just met. And, and, she and says, screw you, Polly, like three separate times, and I feel so bad for her because like, each time is like gradually like accepting the fact that he's not coming. Well, and it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so... She's like, well, I did tell everyone I was going to go swimming. 
I guess I gotta go swimming. I guess like, I better go swimming. You Naked don't. By it's myself. like <laughs> I should probably. Like, did anyone pack a swimsuit? Because clearly, it's like no. They, when they got to the lake, it was like no. The plan is just take off our clothes and get naked. And oh, because that's why I was like, when they by get. By the way, I admit I don't like going to the lake. Normally, it's not my thing. I'm not a lake person. I'm not a lake guy. Either. Normally, just like inflate a boat and just like let it drift into the lake. I don't. I don't feel uh, like, and I feel like <laughs> I know it's a calm lake. Yeah. But it's when I was, but at the same time, it's like, have you ever like, like you, you put a because that just means someone dove from the boat into the water to land and just left it there. And well, and and I like I know that Jason's whole thing is like, oh, he's he's a lake guy, he's very much a True. lake guy, but oh, I like big, big huge lake guy. I, I like again, it's one of those things. Like, okay, I, I have to assume like he followed her out here because if he was just like. Gee, I sure hope somebody come gets in this lake that I can murder. Oh, good. Uh-huh. And this face. He's been waiting forever. The face. Now, that this, she- does this make any sense at all? The knife punctures her from underneath. Yeah. So the boat should just be sinking right now, right? Well, I think I think that's the thing. Uh, what I what the what I will give them the benefit of the doubt is, I think the the rim of the boat is inflated, but I think the underside. Is probably like it would take it would presumably take on water. Okay, okay. But I don't know that he would have punctured the inflated part. So it stays afloat because it's the rim of the boat that's inflated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And taking on water wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So thank you for solving that for me. <laughs> this is very. It bothered me a little bit. Well, How many and, people in this movie go sideways baseball cap with that hat in this movie? Yeah, it's like half the cast, and it's just a blue hat too. I lo- like that's one of those things I love about movies. It's not even like a Mets like, hat or anything. Yeah, it's like, and then okay, Pyro Ted here is like, I'm just gonna light some matches one after another. Ted descends into madness, basically. Oh yeah, Ted comes on when he discovers the silent film. That I'm like, what? Just laughing hysterically at it, like it's a Jim Carrey movie or like Adam Sandler or something. Yeah, I'm like, this is I'm like, like a silent movie. Well, and that was and they're all watching it at first and just having a grand time laughing at this like like basically nude chick in black and white dancing. Well, and that's no context. The, the one of the things that they did do because like when he goes when um. When Crispin puts on that the album initially, and then uh, Paul changes it to the classical music, uh, and then uh, Ted finds the uh, the old reels with the silent film on it, um, it's they did that on purpose. She, I love the look of that girl. It's like shit. She's like no. I was like, <laughs> do I have to sit with this guy for real? Like. It's just he and her, and she just like that moment where she's just like, "Shit, I have to talk to this creep." I have drawn. And he just starts turning it on in the fucking said, teddy bear line again. That like, was a lit smoke, right? He just like throws. On I'm pretty there. sure, yeah. Like okay, okay. And here we are with Paul. It's Paul in his jean shorts, classic eighties. I notice he doesn't go fully nude. 
He goes out in jean shorts. Yeah, it's like, well, earlier I did, but yeah. Well, now no, no, it makes more sense that he would go out in his jean shorts. Like I was really not understanding why the other girl just decided to get fully naked. Yeah, it and I gotta say, I mean, I I I don't feel alone in this. Um, the impending death that Paul uh, endures is my favorite in the entire movie. All right. It's because it's just... Explain. (laughs) Well, it's he's like, okay, so Paul's like, all right, I'm going to swim out here to this raft because I see the lifeless body of my girlfriend not saying anything. She's probably just joking with me. And then it's like... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She's paying me back. She's being a little bitch. She's dead. Ah! And I'm going to furiously swim back to this dock. And once I once I get to, I'm going to hoist myself on. Nope. Nope. I'm I'm going to catch a spear oh. gun to the penis. <laughs> and I am sorry, but a spear gun to the penis takes it. Wins the movie. Yeah. That wins the movie. It's like, because... That's he the, lifts him up off the freaking that and well and that's the death scene. I mean, like like that's the thing in this. Like in other movies, they do like to linger quite a bit more as somebody's being murdered. These are yeah. these are all relatively quick, but I'm like, yes, it would be tremendously painful if you took a spear gun to the penis and you were hoisted out of the water by that. <laughs> but you're not dead. That's not a death sentence. Not right away, yeah. No, you're gonna no. need some time to bleed out. I mean, that's really. I mean, like, I mean, that's painful. That is. Oh yeah. I mean, that is the epitome but of you painful. Could, you could survive that injury. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like okay, we just take it that Paul took a uh, spear gun to the penis, and he's dead. That killed him. <laughs> All the blood was in his penis, though, Adam. Is what you're. Yeah, not that's where it was. About. It was like, oh, he was drained. All the of- blood was down there, and it just exploded through his penis. And Eight pints no of blood, blood straight through the penis. <laughs> One fell swoop, and this with uh, with old Rob and his uh, his tent. Is this his tent? This is his tent. Because he. And he's just like what? He's like what? Who's been through my shit? Is that what the like? the the gun is broken? Yeah, the gun is broken. Who broke the gun? I don't even know. Jason. Well, that was the thing. Is Jason broke the gun? But that like the whole thing is like okay. That, so what a dick move. He just like he just stops by and breaks his gun. He's like broke your gun, dick, <laughs> and then just <laughs> runs away. He does. He just leaves. Like that's I, I love that because that's why I was confused by that because it's it, to me it, it plays like he discovers the tent and is like oh what are these people out here in this tent doing this is not safe but it was his tent he was living yeah. in the woods gotcha by the way what kind of shitty ass bed falls apart just like that bra- it's like oh just this by- this two person <laughs> bed had two people on it and it broke it's like it's not like they were jumping up and down on it. Yeah, I was like, we laid across it. That bed was broken, and they just left it that way. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, I know it's broken. We we won't sleep in it. Surely no one else will come in here and s- sit on it. 
and now he's high, right? Like that's why. That's like, that's got to be it. I, I'm like, but yeah, it's it's one of those no like other reason why he would be this entertained. This, I mean, because he, he is just. Uh, I mean, he he's is. In, he's he is, like he is, having fits. He's so funny. He is in another place, and uh, here's here's a uh, a fun fun bit of trivia from director Joe Zito. Uh, Lay it on me, brother. In in this sequence here, when Crispin is entwined with one of the twins, uh, his uh, uh, emotional state was visible. They're like, "Oh, we could tell Crispin is really into this scene." <laughs> uh huh. Um, everyone on set was well aware of it. Was was there no stunt cock? Is that what you're telling me? If if he would have he could have very easily taken a spear gun to the penis, <laughs> he would have died instantaneously. And he that would have been death number two of He's a 19, spear gun man. to the He's penis. 19. Can't help it. It's horrible. I uh, and this I feel like that's a tad bit judgmental, honestly. <laughs> She went there also looking to hook up. No, <laughs> she well, th- like uh, one of the things I think. Loud. Like it's a cool scene. I, like I that. think the way that it worked out is uh, because like the between the two girls, they were um, uh, the reason they ended up being kept. <laughs> That's just one of those brutal mur- like murders. Oh, when she just slammed loves. up Jason against just like <laughs> like a like a toy. This is this is well. I, one thing I will say about that kill that I really enjoy is the uh, the visuals of it, where you get the lightning and you see his shadow. Yes, that's that was what I was saying. That was a cool shot. It, um, like between that and her just being slammed up against the wall right. and like stuck there. Yeah, because one one part's so subtle, right? It's yeah, like a single frame or two and the lightning, and then like they just like and then bam, throw you're just yeah. speared up against the house. And the fact so that no cool. one seemed to notice that. You wouldn't hear that? I feel like if someone was, you know, jettisoned towards the house you're in and affixed to the outer wall with a machete, I feel like you would probably notice that. Oh, it's time I for... I want to go ahead and say now, too, this is like, coming up soon, you're going to start seeing more slow motion window breaking. Oh, that's some of the best though. Any movie you've ever seen in your like combined. And Every it, like five minutes somebody goes flying through a broken glass. But it is fantastic. It is some of the best. <laughs> each, yes, each one is better than the last. But I was like, the broken glass budget for this movie was a million. Yeah, they're probably. like, we have so much glass on hand, guys. We are just gonna break glass over and over. No, and no glass, no window is safe. Yeah, from someone getting just thrown through it. At time for mom, but it's to- coming. Like it comes fast and furious, fast and furious. They don't, they don't build. They just go right to it. Mom is toweling off once again. Yeah, she just rank gave a sweaty run around the lake, and it's <laughs> not something you should do. But it is the eighties. <laughs> I, I like. Night. I I just I love this dialogue here with the mom. It's like she's she's calling out for Gordon, 
Yeah. And and it was like, where? That's what I'm talking about. There are like scenes in these movies where it's like, it feels like what they're saying is like what they're supposed to be emoting. Yeah. Like acting. Hey, Gordon, where's Tommy? Like, like Gordon's going to be like, he's up in his room. Why didn't you go look? What the hell's wrong right. with you? By the way, better movie. I <laughs> would love that. Yes. If Gordon was just really over all of their shit. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you not look? I want to like, see this movie from Gordon's perspective. Yes. Like, what is Gordon up to right now? He's watching from the woods. And then here we go. Yeah, this is like a classic Friday kill right there. You just get like a first person like, Ooh. but and, and like that's and I don't think I mean there was really no insight into that um, from from any perspective where it was like, okay, so like we just killed off mom. Yep. And but like there's no, it was she was killed off by a look of fright. <laughs> That was how well, I guess we're just supposed to know something horrific. Happened something there. bad happened. But her contract would not allow her to be thrown through a glass window. It's like you're not throwing me through anything, damn it. No, no, man. I'm a notable actor, okay? You're not doing that shit. To I me. am gonna be drenched. I'm gonna be as wet as I can. And you I am can put all the water you want on me. Fine. I am gonna be looking for Gordon. And then I'm just gonna be gone. <laughs> That's it. That's how this goes. And I'm gonna die of a fright. Ah, oh. I I would really I would really love if it was like you know if they were if at the end they were categorizing how everyone died as like oh and mom died of a broken heart. <laughs> broken. Oh, she and it was just, died of disapproval, basically. <laughs> she just something really just trivial. One final thing gave just one final death of. A S M, shaking my head, man. S M H. Like, uh, hello, is it where? Like, I love uh, one of the things that's just fun to me in horror movies is apparently just uh, and as like I know from time to time, like when you want to, oh, you jump out and you scare somebody, ha, yeah, you know, it's like, ha, you were calling my name, but I didn't answer so that you wouldn't know where I was at. But exactly. it's like that's always what's going on. It's like. Somebody's calling out for anybody and everybody, and no one's answering. It'd be great if, like, the killer was just like, I'm over here. Like, <laughs> like Tommy? What? That she wasn't doesn't Tommy. grab a raincoat or an umbrella nah. or anything. And That's then stupid. just gets cozy inside the tent she does she just settles in strange tent in the woods there's like hmm. she hunkers into the back but he does something really crazy yeah because this is his tent his own tent his own tent it's like knowing that it's his tent makes it even crazier like, like instead of going like who's in there he just like fucking slashes a gaping hole She's like, you could have killed me. That's the reaction? She's just looking off like, hmm. He's like, what are you doing in there? I wonder if there's any Ritz crackers in here. Or right. Maybe some trail mix. Uh, oh, I, uh, machete. Oh, 
wrong messaging. I, I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like none of, nothing about that scene made a lick of sense. It's like you know how it's they raining. Just film shit and cut it together. And this is my own. This is this is my. Uh, this is my means of uh, of cover and staying dry. I slashed it. That was a really horrible choice on my part. It was. It was. I hope it doesn't rain again. I love that he's so concerned about his reputation here. Yeah, I was like, hey, um, I got a real quick questionnaire that I would love for you to fill out if you have a moment. <laughs> Look how like she's totally satisfied and grooving on his chest. He's yeah. so stupid. He's like, ah man, she's purring like a kitten. Definitely a dead fuck. Yeah. Uh I just needed a confirmation on something. Um there's a rumor that's been going around where <laughs> I live. And you are kind of like the best and then just his totally like desperate, abnormal Crispin Glover, like I want to attack your face Dude, with my mouth. he attacks her face in a crazy way. Like, yeah. that is a crazy-ass kiss. Yeah, it's like... To uh, go back to being all sheepish. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that they keep showing us the silent <laughs> film, too. It's like, hey, hey. Yeah. You need to see some <laughs> more of this. It totally costed them nothing. You know, it's one of those, like, free... Uh, no, like, whatever copyrights it's had is already, like, expired. He brings her, her panties, dude. How are you going to explain that when she, they're getting dressed later? She's like, I know my panties were here. Shake the bed out. I'm positive. I was like, I He's was 100% wearing underwear when we came up here, and I cannot find it. And then Ted's just, like, downstairs, like, oh, Ted's got it on his face, probably. If I were Ted, I would hang myself with that film right now i would just hang myself and here oh we got a call back we got a call back guys like yep hey ted ted where's that corkscrew ted. <laughs> i love that ted <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense that he's about to take a knife right here just really Oof, I got you right in the face. That's a pretty damn good kill, though, right there. Just splat. <laughs> oh, he's... Cleaver to the face. And, I mean, like, Jason. Jason's not messing around now. No. Okay. He's been working out. He's been doing those, like, ropes that you see, like, people do, the high-intensity ropes. It's like going at it, building up his core. This... This scene, this absolutely kills me. Okay, all right, explain. So she happening. looks out. She looks out the window, sees the two bikes. She's like, huh. Then she goes to the other window. She looks, breathes on it. Nah. Then she looks away. Then she looks. She's like she goes to that window three times. <laughs> She's so confused. Just so confused. And I love that Jason's like, huh. Fuck you! And just chucks her up the way he tosses her through the air, and the glass explodes. Oh, all of the windows in the car are just <laughs> shattered. That is the that's my favorite death scene right there. It's so cinematic, dude. It's fantastic. Like, uh the lighting of the rain. 
she's just flying through the air. And then the, when she hits the roof of the car, every damn window in the car explodes. I And I think, I think that's why I really do, like, you know, it, it's fun and easy to rip on it. But, like, th- this, like, this Jason, I really do genuinely enjoy for that reason. It's like he's, I mean, he is really having a good time killing these kids. <laughs> he's having a great time. Because, like, there's he's a... breaking glass. There's a lot of times where it just feels like Jason's just kind of like, you know, like, you know, Jason's been at this for so many years that he's like, yeah, he's in a rut, <sighs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to come kill these kids. Here. Six to seven teenagers. I got to off. Let me, <sighs> let's see. Do we have, what did, what did I grab from the shed? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to chop your face off with a. Maybe I should try a clown mask for a change. It's like, oh, this is. Where he's just like, guys, I am, you know, I know I'm supposed to be living my truth and, you know, but it's like, this just feels so, I'm just tired of this, guys. This, uh, here's another fun trivia for you. The flashlight flashlight sequences here, this right here where it's not Tommy, where it's just the flashlight, that was director Joe Zito Uh using a flashlight. Well, they didn't. They didn't have enough time with him that day, or something. He was like, Child "All right, acting I'm, laws." God, he's still watching this thing. He is it's just. Insane. He's in he's it for the long haul. Himself for a long time too. By the way, everyone's been gone for a while. Like one of the things, especially because he's such a skeevy perv. Like I feel like instead of the way that he gets up and he's, he does the teddy bear thing, like I feel like he would reach a point where he would be like look around and realize like nobody else is around. Yeah. And like he would go, he would like make a move to where he's like, oh, well everybody else hooked up. Guess it's just me and my hand. And then like Jason kills oh, yeah. him while he's trying to do that. It's like that. That I feel like would be a more fitting end to Ted. Where he's yeah where he, that 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 would suit him in in death. Also, it another, is kind of sad though. That he's still hanging on to that teddy bear just in case another girl comes. Maybe somebody out else. Of the woods. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get, another set of twins. She's on a trail. She's she was naked on the screen. <laughs> Did you see where she was? Uh, where'd the movie go? I'm so confused. What happened? I was watching that. Jimbo? Is there another human person <laughs> in this room with me? I'm so glad he died. So glad he's dead. Through the screen. And it's a good it's a, I mean there's a, and what I do appreciate is there's a lot of good practical effects. Like yes. a like a, it's just I mean they're, you know, they're they're fun. Like the ways that he that he pulls off these kills are good. I, I think the I think the kills in three are better. The, the, I mean, they're 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 these uh, because these are so abrupt. Like you don't you don't get as much to it, but it's like yeah. I I appreciate that there's a practical because it is it's like okay I slam the corkscrew down and then knife to the face, and I mean you're talking probably less than three seconds of screen time for that kill right. 
Oh yeah. It was like that one there knife. They didn't romanticize the, the kill. No. He's just like cleavers in the face. Jason's like, next. I am gonna kill all of you and I'm going for a new state record. It's his job. It was like he's gotta kill these teenagers. It's like oh. before he can clock out. I oh I gotta kill all these kids. Dude, I was I was a tad bit surprised that she wasn't spared in this movie. She seems like a final girl all the way. But I guess she broke the rule. She did she did get uh in the shower. Which she was, was horny. That was, was her greatest sin. Was a body double, by the way. This girl would not eat when the oh, uh, is that right? Yeah, when when the uh the, the butt was pressed up against the glass was not her butt. Oh, that was a stunt butt? Oh. It was a stunt butt. And then she she went off to Hey, I'm gonna blow dry my hair for about two and a half minutes and what I like what I like about this death and her subsequent discovering of the body is it doesn't immediately seem obvious that he's killed by like he could have slipped on soap and smashed through the glass and yes. cut his throat. But she the way she goes and runs off is like she saw someone murder him. It doesn't make sense. And and the fact that she immediately runs for the front door. That's that that was when I was like, okay, why she runs to the front door? Like she doesn't know <laughs> she doesn't know anybody else in this house is dead. No, not at all. She I mean, so it's the like whole thing cracks me up. <laughs> the way he gets like weirdly like uh homophobic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he switches. It was the eighties. He's like, all right, I've blow dried my hair like for a minute. And it still and looks it, wet though, somehow. Oh yeah. It's she's not done. But she's like, you know what? Now it's th- like part one of the drying. <laughs> now that the J- Jason killed you, I'm gonna come back into the bathroom. Or right, why'd you stop singing? Let me just let me just check it out. I'm always impressed how like people can wrap towels around their naked bodies and hold so tightly. Yeah. Like she's like really so like to me that just looks like he slipped and fell and broke through the glass and landed. It's gruesome. It's definitely gruesome, but you don't know that somebody killed him. This yeah, that does not read murder immediately. But no. It reads accident in the bathroom. And her persistence to but try that and part right there with the axe. Oh, it, I mean, like it blows through that door. I mean, like just crushes her sternum. Like it just I mean, again, it's what I was like. Okay, so if I'm imagining Jason on the other side of that door, how hard yeah. does Jason know. have to whip that? He heaves that, that axe thing through the door to go to blow through the door and into her chest. Why did they break the glass, by the way? Were they like, did they have any reason to break the glass? Uh, I, do, I don't. She uh, should I, have a key to this place. I I think, uh, 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 oh, and this is, I love I love how it's like, I bet they're inside using the phone. I should. Right. Like, <laughs> I better take care. Right now is when I should box. remove the phone line. Look, this is his fourth movie. It's not his first rodeo. There's a there's a there's a protocol. Before he's, you he, walk, before you storm into the house, you rip the phone box off. 
This this here they all look the same. This sequence here with the the two of them and Gordon going from yeah, Gordon. Th- from this house to the other house. This is the one shot that lets you know that these two houses are physically next to each other. That it's not like one is at this lake and the other one's at a soundstage right. in, you know, California. Yeah, like, it lets you know. It lets you know they're across the street. Like these two houses, like, hey, look. That dog is very well trained, by the way. Gordon's like, all right, He was guys. like walking and then like the dude kind of like tapped, gives him like a nudge on the butt to like keep going. And that dog kept going. He's like, all right. Good boy, Gordon. Good let's, boy. let's go check out. You guys are not going to love what you find here. But I am going to just absolutely shit a brick because it is hilarious. <laughs> and that is Gordon. Gordon's like, oh, there's a guy in a mask. Oh, my God. I have questions about that scene, by the way. Like, we got <laughs> Even Gordon gets in on the action. Oh, yeah. So many broken glasses. They're like, throw the dog through. And the I, I, feel, I feel like Gordon... Like, re- Gordon's the only one that really does actually know what's going on, but he's just like, I'm not telling anybody. I'm just going to let this happen. <laughs> Gordon's a dick. Gordon's like, you know what? I have been looking for a reason to get out of here for quite some time. It was either this or I was going to eat their faces in their sleep. And it doesn't seem like the better way yeah, to go. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm going to get out of here, guys. Let's start with the basement. Let's see... Bunch of old barrels. Some some animals like nailed to wood. There's yeah. a, uh, I somehow found a rat and followed it with my light. <laughs> that rat's like, God damn it. Dude. That's the whole, the whole friggin' dark basement. You shine the light on me. You got to shine it on my fat ass. I, I get, that's <laughs> right. my screen time. Is That rat was not camera ready. He is like, pissed. Like, let's see. There's. Hey, one one thing about these movies, the ch 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 kill that that they had that from the get go, man. Yeah, from the very first they movie, really they did. had that down. That that in my head was something too. Also, that I was thinking they might have built up, like through the movies. Nope, nope. Right off the bat, yeah, they really. That was one of the they hallmarks that Peter. they. Yeah. Gordon? Gordon, can you hear me? Gordon's like, yeah. Gordon's pl- I am like out. He's like a schnauzer like underneath the, underneath the porch. Now, here's what... Did, are we seeing this dog's death? Like, what? No, Gordon, Gordon gets away. Gordon voluntarily jumps through the glass. Is that what we're to believe? Yeah, Gordon is just... He he's wasn't like, tossed uh, through the glass by no. Jason, right? He just, he's he's just out. Okay. He's like, no, nope, I'm out of so here, So that's guys. just a thing that dogs do when they need to go outside. They just jump through a glass window. Got it. Yep. It's okay. like, there might be other avenues that would be easier for me to get out of this house, but the urgency... But it was the same style, like, slow motion shot. Yeah, that we saw with the previous kill, it's just very confusing. I I, th- I couldn't I couldn't tell if Jason threw the dog, and since it was the eighties, they could get away with that shit. They there was uh, there was much more room for that kind of behavior. Yeah, you could just throw a dog through a window, and no one would say boo. Yeah, I mean there there was You're right though. There are a lot of newspaper clippings about this. He he is like, all right, 
I need as many different newspapers as I can get so I can pour over these articles when I'm in my tent at night. Who knew Crystal Lake had so many newspapers? And this 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 point in the movie, this is what this is what I love. Um, this is where Jason starts to have even more fun because Jason has killed everybody. Yeah. Like Jason already killed him, but Jason went back and staged something <laughs> far more violent. He's like, all right. He took his time with that. Yeah. And, it, and because he's banking that on some, totally somebody's going to see this. No, my favorite part is coming up. <laughs> oh, there's so Where he actually he actually like pins him like in the blocking the door. And the chick like runs and she's like, ah! she like this is just set it going underneath of him. She goes the other way. Jason just like pushes him through like the knives of the blades of the knives just cut through his hand. I th- this this is my second this favorite no death. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's killing me. He's killing me. Oh my <laughs> no god. He's killing. Why not fight back a little bit? He takes he uses every bit of his last energy screaming for her to run away. And she runs As he takes four feet stab. into the next room. And she's like, you know what? I just watched him I just watched Jason violently murder a full grown man. By the way, dead. Already. Yeah, so dead. Just And there's, oh, I'm going to get you through the stairs. No, you're not. I'm going to chop your hand. I'm going to chop your hand. You're right. He's just having a good old time right now. He is just. Ouchy. And then here we go. It's like, oh, wait a minute. And then, okay, so we have a dead body sitting on the front porch. Now. Yeah, we, he placed her there. And that, but now she, we run through the house. And what do we have? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. He is now. How many stakes does he have, by the way? He's now nailed to the back door. What are your options for getting out of this house, Trish? Well, I could go back to the front door and just step over that. No, I'm going to throw a chair through the window. Yep. That's how I'm getting out of here. Because no window in this house can have a, a unbroken glass. Pane. What else can I? What other windows can I smash? I feel like this. there was no safety training about how to run with the machete. No, probably these actors. I, they're like uh, just <laughs> this one ignored. I this this whole this whole final confrontation. Oh, it's I, insane. I love it's this insane. so much. It escalates so fast. He's like rip. He's he's just gonna he's, Tommy really doesn't have any clue what's going on. <laughs> and he divide the way he comes up with this oh god. Just tears. I love up. how he just doesn't give a shit. Just tears like, oh shit. Well, nobody's <laughs> gonna, nobody else is gonna see this. <laughs> he rips him down like an old curtain over a window, basically just rip. And this right the way here this is, framed, is my you know favorite. Coming through there, I <laughs> love this. When I first saw the movie, <clears throat> that was Jason himself <laughs> hurling himself through the glass. Oh, that Ugh. is. That, and then through the other broken window, and and that is that is the scene where, um, where Ted White, who uh, he respected Corey Feldman's acting, 
Yeah. Um, but he hated him as a, he's like the kid was so annoying all the time. Oh. He Ted Ted White did not like Corey Feldman. He respected him as an actor. He said he was yeah he was professional as an actor, but he, he did not because like, of this scene or something in particular. Just, or? No, just the whole time he did not enjoy being on set with Corey Feldman at all. <laughs> so that's just so funny because he's just like the the older actor of the group, and Feldman's just Corey Feldman. And and so in yeah, that he's when he's supposed to skin. reach through the window. The timing was off, so Feldman thought that he wasn't. They he's oh he missed his timing. We're gonna do it again. No, he did that on purpose to catch him off guard, and actually nice. scared the shit out of him. So when he's screaming there, he's genuinely afraid. Didn't realize scare. someone was yeah. But I I love backing up to that that she's like she's turning all those tiny little locks on the windows like that's going to help them, and then Jason just. <laughs> hurls a giant body through the front window like what what you got and then they're just chilling they're just chilling in tommy's room i love that like every time they go and they close the door and they just i guess hope that like he gives up and goes away like ah well shit they they done they done blocked me with a dresser i guess I just hurled a body through like a wall. I'm yeah. just gonna give up. This is a great kill though. Fucking wham over the head with the, the TV. The TV is so great. <laughs> and I know those TVs are heavy, but she just grabs that sucker and like yeah. uh that's just, a great He's just laying on the ground like, oh damn it, that it's hurt. It's so out of nowhere too, because like they're hopeless and he's breaking through. <laughs> She's like, fuck this. Yeah. And now, now we're going to have, like, okay, he's probably dead. Yeah, every horror movie like this has to have a scene where the killer's, like, knocked <coughs> out, and they have to try, like, instead of just quickly darting, you very slowly, like, he's asleep. Like, they're not going to wake him up. It's, like, the dumbest Shh. thing ever. Jason's taking it. Oh, no, he's not. He's not <laughs> napping. Tommy, he's not napping. Like, the whole time, he's he's totally awake. He's just like, and he's missed like, his shot. Oh, shit. Which one am I going to get? I'm going to get her. Right. He does have a moment like, which one do I want to kill more? And he's like, get back here. He's running, dude. He's a full-on <laughs> jog right he there. He is full-on. And he's, he's like, oh, now you'll run over I that body. I don't remember huh? Jason ever chasing anyone like that. But he, there he is. He totally no, he's, did. He's not messing around like he is. He's going he's going for a personal best here. He's very spry. What are you going to well, do? Well, he's now? not quite yet zombie Jason. That's what it is. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Deuces, I'm out. There's got to be a window I can jump through. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the way the stuntmen in this movie are stunt women, I guess. Really earned in their paycheck, <laughs> and that was incredible. That was incredible. They they and they had to do the reason they did that in slow motion is because when you watch it in in just regular speed, it looks way less impressive. Oh really? Yeah, they're like we we had to do. This did you in actually slow motion. see a version of that? They they uh, apparently when they were they're like no we need to slow this down because oh, okay just. Anecdotal. <coughs> 
Yeah, gotcha. it's like no, they're like, yeah, this just and meanwhile I he's gotta like, slow this down. I could see that. Well, because they had to take. I mean, I know it was the eighties, but they you still got to take some precautions for your stuntmen, right? Yeah. Just kind of carefully jump through that glass. We'll slow it down. That's All right, just... here's what I got a question for you. He's chopping his hair off here, right? Yeah. And and then you see him kind of like haphazardly sort of shaving his head a little bit too. He's trying to make himself look like young Jason. Is he wearing like a skull cap, like a like a one of those Halloween? He, he is wearing caps. He, yep, he's end? wearing a bald cap. Okay, so they wouldn't let him shave his head for real. Okay. No. But he does seem maybe that must be a wig too. Then I don't know because I think it's the eighties. <laughs> this oh, I love this practical effect here with the with the machete. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. The my favorite though is the one where he lands on the knife. The machete. Oh, and, and the face just slides down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That might be the most impressive practical effect. I love that she gets like frisky all of a sudden. <coughs> kind of has a make my day kind of thing going there. Well, and, and like it's just it's so funny because like at this point we have seen him just so brutal with so I mean like when he grabs the one girl through the window and just chucks her onto the car. Yeah. As he's just now it's like now it's like tickle fight time. Right, right. He's like, oh, stop hitting me. <laughs> like, he I'm might as well be just be, like, spitting out and, like, drawing it back into his mouth. I would have loved if it would have been, if if uh, Tommy would have been like, hey, are you not killing my sister because you like her? And Jay's like, no, <laughs> I don't like her. A cup. <laughs> like, then why don't you. You like what? my sister for her patootie? What a, whatever what a, the hell he called Why don't you kill her like the other's like, I'm getting ready to. Well, why don't you do it? You killed everybody else, or he's like, I'm gonna, man, leave it alone. Yeah, Jason's just having a little bit of fun with his last kill, okay? He doesn't want it to end. He's like, oh, I'm just about out of people. So I guess the whole thing is, like, he's not gonna hurt himself as a young child, I suppose. The others, yeah, some, I mean, he's dealing with some sort of, his. he's confronted. Existential, sort of, yeah. Well, we know he's got mother issues, but. And now it's like, uh He's a toxic Avenger looking guy. I am a human being. <laughs> Baby Ruth. He's totally sloth right there. Yeah. A lot of scenes have this sort of weird slow-mo effect though, too. Like I don't I hate it. I don't like it. Every time I see it, it throws me off. Boom. <laughs> and just sliding down. I mean, because really and truly, even for Jason. Like that right there. Uh, that's, that's so gross. That's pretty hard when it comes back. His like, head is getting split open. By yeah. Avengers. It's a great kill. And it's then great kill. you just got. Uh, he looks like Fester from Adam's. I was going to say you got Corey, a.k.a. <laughs> little Fester Feldman. <laughs> little Fester. <coughs> he had to pop the collar. And so the next movie is all about him grown up. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I was really disappointed because I went ahead and started watching the fifth one because I was like, oh, well, I'm going to get to see, I guess, some more Corey Feldman because he survives this movie. And he is in the next movie, but very short. It's like a flashback. Well, it's like a dream sequence or whatever. Yeah. And then you get grown up Tommy. 
And that's what we got to watch. But I'm sure Corey Feldman's like, no, I just did Goonies and Gremlins. Yeah, I'm not I ain't doing being in like your stupid like slasher movie again. I got I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in like Stand By Me. It's like it's huge. Hacking up some sandbags here. That's right. It's <laughs> more of that weird slow mo. Yeah. Fade to white. <laughs> the sh- he just goes psycho out of nowhere. Yeah. <coughs> Well, and I like because that was that was one of the things that that I did like how they it seemed like they kind of left it to where it's like, does Tommy can you know is Tommy the new Jason now? Like, it, was this right. was this the trauma for him that yeah. even though Jason Voorhees is dead, I mean it, it's not a bad idea. No, to leave it open. You know, well, leave it open. Like we're closing the chapter on Jason. And that that was uh, like in when they were making uh, when Joe Zito was doing the commentary, he's like, "No, where there was nothing from the studio, we weren't told to leave it open ended. It never got to the point where it was like we maybe will, you know, leave it, leave it somehow to where if we wanted to, we could make it." They were like, "Nope, you guys are it. Close it out. This is the last mm-hmm. chapter. Kill them off. We're done." Well, I think too, a lot people were by the time we get to the fourth movie. I think it was getting a lot of really bad publicity from like those uh, groups that were protesting movies like this in yeah. particular. And it's probably the gruesome, the most gruesome of all the Friday the Thirteenth in terms of brutality, yeah, and kills. <laughs> and then you get that it little. Just looks like Corey Feldman. Like I know I'm supposed to be creeped out there, but it just looks like Corey Feldman. Yeah, it's like it. it that's that's the. After the fact, because I think it's one of those things at the time, you know, Feldman, it, you know, it's not like he hadn't been anything and he was up and coming, but it's like after the fact, it, it is, it's it's a little bit less menacing. It's kind of like when you find out, you know, other movies that Tim Curry has been in. So like Pennywise loses a little bit of his menace because you're like, oh, he was the guy from Home Alone 2. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, he's. Oh, he was the butler from the Clue movie, right? Yeah. So it's like okay. So, so it's like I mean, it doesn't take like that's not to say like his portrayal of Pennywise is any lesser, but it's like when you yeah. when you know it from a different like when you're like okay, no, I know Corey Feldman. I what they were going for is they wanted him to be menacing, but Corey yeah. Feldman's the cute little kid and everything that I love. Right. So it's like at that era, exactly. It just kind of backfires a little bit once Corey that Feldman. Did becomes the Corey Feldman everybody knows. You don't know that when you're making this movie because, you know, he's not blown up yet. I mean, he's... Well, Gremlins isn't out yet yeah, at and, the time of this movie. And and even um, even his role in Fox Gremlins... Fox and the Hound, it's not like you see him. No. That was just... That was a big deal. You got to be a voice in that movie for a Disney movie. But, yeah, this... It was just like after this movie, his his like his stock went through the roof. Oh yeah, and that that he even showed up in the next movie is really surprising. So cool, and I, and I know these like typically horror movies, if there is like a surviving person, if they're in the next movie, it's either to kill them off or just to hand the baton yeah. to the next group. You don't. To have like a Nancy or a um or um what was 
Jamie Lee's character. I can't remember from how. Oh, um, Lori. Lori. Lori Strode. To yeah, so like they're they're sort of, well, not through the whole thing, but a lot of the Halloween movies, Lori Strode was like a major plot three you know like a thread to the to the whole plot of the of the series well you got one two h2o i mean and yeah. even even throughout there it's like her the and then the, the, the final threequel um, the, yeah and the that, and the other people that's are a good amount were, yeah so i mean you six halloween movies yeah oh yeah i mean she's and I mean that, but I wonder. I do wonder, like during that those those like middle sequel era of Halloween movies, was she ever asked to be in them, or did she like decline them a whole bunch, only to come back when she? I guess you know, because like when when that new Halloween movie came out, there was a lot of good buzz for that movie. So I, I'm assuming she probably read the script and goes, "Oh yeah, this is a direct sequel to the first. This will be a fun. This will be a fun way to go out of the series. No, nothing like that for the the Friday the Thirteenth movies. No, although the, they do. Well, well, there there is a isn't there like a, a couple of sequels where they do have the same characters? Or am I mistaken? Oh, uh, even when you watch, because I, I forget how many years ago it was that I watched them just straight through, um, which I don't recommend. That must have been punishing. I can't imagine. You, well, they're fun uh, movies, but they're meant you should only watch one a night. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> really. well, and you you start to lose like which one was which, what happened, you know, like which one was the fifth and sixth and seventh, like what happened. In well, the, yeah, because they all for the most part take place in the woods and in an old like in a house secluded from you know. Well, and because most of the kids in them aren't well known actors. You aren't paying it as like, who was, which one was the kid where he does, where he gets him with uh, this thing and that thing. And, and it, I mean, it, it, it almost becomes just kind of white noise at, at, I mean, like when you get to like Jason goes to hell and Jason X and things start changing around a little bit. And then, you know, obviously the, the remake in 2009, just because it's a higher production quality. I mean, that was the thing. It like, I, I mean, yeah, that it, was a good looking movie. The 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 re, the remake or whatever. It's yeah. too bad. It's too bad that it didn't spawn more movies because that was a pretty good Friday the Thirteenth movie. I I think I think what it was is it just I mean like for a, a new generation of people, it's like not that these ones like suffice per se, but like it's one of those where it's like okay, you could watch that the Friday the Thirteenth remake. And you're like, okay, I mean, that was an, like, it's, there's nothing really all that different about it. And especially, I think especially because Freddy versus Jason is such a a better modern Jason movie. Yeah, that it, was fun. I was like. That, that was good. J- and, and it really paid uh, tribute to both of them equally. Like, Jason was... Jason was just as well done as Freddy was, and it really gave yeah, them both. They got their equal licks in. It, yeah, it wasn't. I agree. I agree. It was kind of like the whole Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck scene from Roger yeah. Rabbit. It's like they, they kind of equal. They got equal time, equal equal hits. Yeah, they they, Freddy, and, they I mean, and I wouldn't think Freddy could hold his own very well against Jason, but he did. 
Yeah, and and like fifty something Robert England was pretty still like kicking ass. Well, and I mean like it's it's one of those like I think it's kind of a shame that they never did more crossovers like that. Like I know it's hard when you're talking studios and this and that, but it's like seeing yeah. how well that one did because it's not like Jason and Freddie were just in the same boat. Like that took some that took some doing. Yeah, um, they built up to it. Because remember, they had the part at the end of New Nightmare, yeah, where there was a Jason mask, yeah. So they they kind of teased it, I guess, to hope that they could get something out. But it it took a long time from the end of that movie to Freddy yeah. versus Jason. Like it was not a short wait; it was a long time. Well, and I think I think the thing is, I think because even like the most recent Halloween with uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis, the first of the new trilogy. Um, I, you know, I think it's, I, I think, and especially seeing that a 24 has purchased the rights to the Halloween franchise. Yeah. I think it's one of those things like, I mean, the, this it's because it's not just the nostalgia. It's like, okay. I think if you really put together a reasonable story, um, people in the woods is always scary. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, you, if you put it in the, in somebody's hands, that's capable I was like, I mean, like the Saw X is, you know, we got another, I mean, like they did, they did the whole series, then they were done. Oh, this is the end. And then they did Jigsaw and everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's back. And then they did Spiral. It's like, this is not the same thing, but it's in the, and now they're like, (laughs) it's like, okay. I feel like they keep doing that too much now. Like, what, what's because happening it, with this franchise? It's not. It's not enough time. You haven't let enough time pass. Right. Like that's like I just went and saw The Expendables four, and I'm like, okay, we don't need an Expendables five right now. What you need is you give it ten, you know, ten years, ten, twelve years, and then let Jason Statham with a crop of new action, you know, action guys. You, let so, something like that organically happen again with newer guys, yeah. guys that you actually want to see on screen, not the you know, but uh, but yeah, it's like I mean, not a geriatric salon. Yeah, I, I think I think you could do. I mean, I, I could because I mean it was two thousand nine. I mean, it's been fourteen years since we've had a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It's like I yeah. think if you were to put, I, I hope I hope it's coming back soon. I do too. I, I mean, it's. Know. They're, they're you know you got the exorcist was also purchased recently yep. was it uh was it blumhouse i think so that purchased uh the exorcist for rights to those and so they they released a new movies and i assume there'll be more exorcist movies too because you I, know if done right they're profitable right y- i mean they're always going to print money Oh yeah, I mean it's if you can do it with, I mean like one of the things because I I've heard mixed reviews on this new Exorcist movie, um, and I was I was curious if by bringing Ellen Burstyn back uh, from the original for this this new one, if that wasn't like a uh, you know Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher back in a Star Wars or something like that where it's like yeah it totally feels that like that way sometimes that works in your favor and sometimes it doesn't and i was like i don't know if ellen burston really has enough star power and people are like oh yeah she played that she was the bomb and the i was like i don't know that anybody's clamoring for more (laughs) ellen burston but no it's it's what i was like i I think that's i think that's what so is is linda blair not a part of it i thought she was in it is she not 
I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I just I knew okay. that the mom her well, because see, I knew that they did have a legacy character, so it's the mom. That's the legacy yeah. character. It's yeah, it's it's so Reagan's, weird. It's Reagan's mom. Yeah, she's in Reagan's it. mom. Okay, okay. Because she's like, I, right. I've dealt with you before. It's like, well, no, you didn't. I mean, the priest did. Like, you were there. I mean, she did witness her wet the floor. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah, kind of all of her dinner guests. Oh, great. <laughs> Reagan. That movie just gets it goes zero to crazy like. It is so fast. absolutely so fast. hilarious. Not I, a movie you want to watch as a youngster in the house by yourself for the whole night. That's no, for sure. I mean, just how <clears throat> I watched The Exorcist for the first time. <laughs> uh, Mom I, was working late, and I was just watching TV. And I remember, <laughs> just tell the story, I guess. I'm doing it. Uh, I was, was in the house by myself. In my room, Was wa- I was watching a movie. Left it playing. Went to play in another part of the house. G.I. Joe's or something. Who knows? And so I wander into the my room, that which I had a TV left playing, and it just so happened to be on The Exorcist. Mid-movie. I had no idea what it was. Oh, nice. Horrifying. Horrifying. The scene I walk in on is like the part where the priest is visiting Reagan and he's like, and it's like, you know, totally fucking with him and like opening doors and stuff. And uh, it it was the vomit scene. It's like, oh, the pea soup. Like, yeah, the pea soup. It's like she's like opening doors and closing. He's like, do it again. She's like, in time. (laughs) And the next thing you know, blah. Yeah, yeah, like that. I was traumatized by that a little bit, I think. Oh, I, Here I, I am making movies, movie podcast. Yay! See, uh, this, is, this is what it inspired. Yep. You're welcome, childhood trauma. Yes. Okay, That that's the end of our show. That was fun. That, that yeah. counts as our, uh, I guess, franchise pick. That was Yeah, that was my franchise pick. That's your franchise pick. So I'll be back with the next pick. Not going to say what, but we will be back. There's going to be more episodes. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I hope I hope that that's an enjoyable listen while we're watching the movie and commenting on it. And I like that you had saved the, the trivia and the tidbits for the watch of the movie. Yeah. it For those down moments where no, no action's happening, you just kind of fill it in, give it a little texture. I, I like... I like this format. I mean, honestly, I think one of the things that would be enjoyable for us to do that might be something that we could, I I guess it's, it would be something that we could even do as a, <clears throat> some sort of extra on, on our website would be, because uh, really it, it's, I mean, like this ultimately ends up being a podcast slash commentary on the movie. Right. So there, from time to time, even if we don't necessarily have a podcast in mind that we're going to do, if we just like, hey, let's get you and me and maybe any of the other Cinemasters together for just a watch of something <clears throat> that we can get together oh, and say, into, hey, I would be into that. Yeah, let's totally. let's and re- then just put it up on the website. Here's here's our. Yeah. I mean, a la what Rift Tracks used to do, not necessarily like, oh, we're just going to crack jokes the whole time, but like. 
here's our commentary on... It's just a hang, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're hanging with your friends and the movie's playing, and you just have a little conversations yeah. over it. It's this not is... obnoxious, because you've probably seen the movie a bunch of times already. Yeah, so. that's the thing. It's like, okay, let's... You know, you pick something that everybody's seen a <clears throat> hundred times, and you say, okay... Not we a can... brand new movie, but, we you can... know, something's been around for a minute. We could turn on Jurassic Park. We could poke some fun at it, have some conversation, share some trivia. Boom. And there you go. Sounds fun to me, sir. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for uh, listening, tuning in once again. This has been the Cinemasters of the Universe Halloween Spooktacular Part 4. Spooktacular. Uh, yeah, se- season. Is it season 3 or season 4 for today? Season three. We're at season three. Season three, episode four of the Spooktacular. We got a, we got a, I mean, we got a catalog building up, dude. We really do. We got a serious catalog. If we ever get any more fans outside of Vermont and Vietnam, we might just be dangerous. It's true. I'm just going to go out on a little bit of, uh, Fire. What was the song called again? I don't know. I I had a real let me go down on the volume again. I had a real hard time with this intro song this week. But what do you think? It's like Friday the 13th. I I usually don't have a hard time finding a song to come in on. This was a tough one. This one seems it, it's like there's a there's a mention of lakes. So I that was yeah, good lakes. <laughs> <laughs>